When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even, checkout's not until four, so. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota. Let's go places. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Oh, it's black and blue in Baltimore. A magical trip to Carolina and yet another new era begins in Cleveland. It is week nine in the National Football League and here we go. On Red Zone Radio, let's count yeah. them up. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven NFL games kicking off right now as we speak with playoff implications on the line. In fact, the NFC Central, for example, one game separates all four teams and two of them get together in Minnesota today. The Lions and Vikings kicking off momentarily and also in the AFC North. Things are going to get interesting quickly. It seems like, Rich, the Steelers have the ship righted for the most part, but Baltimore is at home probably a little bit more desperate. A lot on the line in that division chase as Pittsburgh and the Ravens get together right now. 
Yeah, you know, Pittsburgh, obviously, it's drama every year, and it's no different this year. We're getting ready to see if there's going to be a Le'Veon Bell sighting all the way. James Conner has been a workhorse out of the backfield for them, and there's dust-ups everywhere. But but they find a way every single season, come Thanksgiving time, to figure it all out and be one of the tops in a really tough division. The AFC North has produced some of the best football and best storylines we've seen uh, as long as I've been playing, watching football. It really is interesting. The Steelers are so cons- consistent under so much constant duress. No doubt about it. It's a beautiful day in Baltimore. We're going to see Flacco and company first in that game as they get started live. Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Geico.com for a free rate quote. Ball is about to be in the air in Cleveland, and there she flies. The Chiefs kicking away to Baker Mayfield and company. That one's going to go out the back of the end zone, and so the Browns will take over on their own 25, and we'll see Baker with an entirely new system of play callers, head coach, everything, taking the field. I just wonder with any particular organization, this is with or without any disagreement on anything Cleveland did this week, but how often can you do this? I mean, it seems like Cleveland is pitching a new coach to their organization, to their fan base, to their players on, uh, on you know on an annual or biannual basis and, and for Baker Mayfield you wonder in a young career how he deals with something like this well and a new quarterback and that's the most important thing is they haven't had consistency at the most important position in all football I don't think anybody would care if you were playing good football but on top of everything else they can't seem to find that one pinnacle position and and, and nail it down and get the guy I, I have some insight here because as a matter of fact the guy who I used to play with a former coach at San Diego State who I do the color analysis for his name's Ryan Lindley all of a sudden since Freddie Kitchen went from running back coach to OC. Now it's Ryan Lindley in that running back's job. I can tell you from from uh, first-person experiences with Baker Mayfield now, that's a special player. He's had some issues. There's no question he's playing like a rookie, but there's something special brewing in Cleveland right now. I think they're trying to find the right coaching staff around that special player. Well, on second and 10, he nails Juice Landry for a gain of about 17, and so the chains will move on the first set of downs for the Cleveland Browns. And the Chiefs' defense is right now a group uh, against which you can move the ball. So uh, we'll see if the Browns are able to do that and hang in this one. Obviously, when the Chiefs have the ball, the challenge is large. The Vikings have the ball first in a fascinating game, I think, against the Detroit Lions. The Lions ship their top receiver out in Golden Tate. He's now a member of the Philadelphia Eagles. So other guys are going to have to move in, step up. We'll see the Lions' uh, offense in a little bit. The Vikings have already moved this one into Detroit territory. Uh, But this is a massive game, and I don't know how much we've been watching. We're, We're so conditioned to the idea of, hey, the Vikings are supposed to be really good. The Packers, you never count them out because of Rodgers. The Bears, eyebrows up, are nice this year. The Lions are right in this mix as well. One game separates the entire division. Yeah, and I mean, it's really all around Kirk Cousins and Adam Thielen. This renaissance that Thielen's have, everybody's giving him credit, but who does a receiver need to have the sort of success he's having? Well, a quarterback who can drop it in a bucket from 40 yards away, and that's exactly what we've seen out of Kirk Cousins. He's also quickly become the emotional leader of this team. I think this was a brilliant job by the Vikings, nailing him down. You remember, this came down the stretch. This could have been the Jets' guy. Uh, It was really between 
New York and Minnesota, and Minnesota pulled the trigger on, on 30 mil a year guaranteed, and they are really reaping the rewards of making that decision. They're locked in. Kirk Cousins isn't going anywhere, and I think that's a really good thing for the Vikings. Injury timeout with the Redskins already. One of their offensive linemen, I can't grab a number, but he is down as they've been a, a little bit shaky out of the gate here with an early penalty. So they're backed up in a sack as well. They're backed up now inside their own 10-yard line as Alex Smith and company uh, take the field first, hosting the banged-up Atlanta Falcons today. Uh, it's the left guard that is down for uh, for the Redskins. But uh, th- this has to be the most surprising team in the NFL so far. Uh, when they won a game last week, Suddenly the standings popped up and updated, and I didn't even realize they were 5-2, and two, Rich. I, yeah. I didn't even know the Redskins were 5-2. and two. They don't look, you know, they don't to the eye, they don't look that great, but they're playing that great. Yeah, they are. They are. And again, another good decision getting Alex Smith in trade with the Chiefs. They got rid of one of their better secondary players on the defense, so that weakened them in some ways. But again, this league is a passing league. It's really a line of scrimmage game. A lot of credit is never given to where it's due, which is the offensive and defensive line. But I'll swage that point to make this one. If you don't have a quarterback in the in the NFL the, this day and age, you have nothing. Alex Smith has proved to be a consistent performer during his time with Andy Reid and the Kansas City Chiefs. And so now the Redskins are enjoying some of what they enjoyed in Kansas City. This isn't a guy who's going to go out there and win you games with his arm, but he can run an offensive system. So Jay Gruden finally has that that missing piece in place. Chad Beebe just got a catch for the Vikings. Take a first down down to the Detroit uh, 24. This is a relative of the great Don Beebe, of course. And uh, so this is a nice little story. By the way, the very next play, nice pass out of the backfield for Latavius Murray, and the Vikings are going to have first and goal. So a good-looking opening drive here. Adam Thielen is going for his ninth consecutive 100-yard game. That would break (laughs) a record. He does not have any catches so far on this opening drive, but here come the Vikings first and goal from the eight. Before we leave the Redskins, though, uh, one, I want to shed a tear. This is now officially already the second half of the NFL season. How did this go so fast? But as we go into the second half, what are your thoughts on the ability of Adrian Peterson to hold up at his age moving into the second half? Boy, I'll tell you, and they need him. That part of the reason why they've had so much success is consistency at the running back position. Look, the the Redskins are going to test Atlanta on the ground today, and, and the key is just handling the speed in general around Atlanta. So a time of possession game is the best avenue to win this one, and AP has looked like a man 10 years younger. I, I don't know how, I don't know why, but I'm enjoying this renaissance in Washington. We saw him during the preseason. Our eyes did not deceive us he looked great then he's continued to look great and look these quarterbacks now are playing into their 40s and this is becoming a trend where we see some guys just sort of reinvent themselves uh Fitzpatrick down in the 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 Tampa Bay area so I'm not going to count him out I think perhaps if they use him correctly if he gets lucky which a lot of this is about luck uh they can ride that horse all the way into the playoffs potentially okay we have our first score of the game And it is of an unorthodox variety, to say the least. The Vikings are on the board, courtesy of Latavius Murray, (laughs) who ran the ball to the one and then fumbled into the end zone. And I believe, was that Kyle Rudolph who recovered it? So uh, Kyle Rudolph with the always classic, hope he helped your fantasy team 
recovery in the end zone. Yeah, it is. It's Kyle Rudolph. It's a clear recovery. The Vikings are on the board. If you started Latavius Murray, sorry, he lost that one (laughs) at the half-inch line. Although, now they're going to review this one. I tell you what, well, look, the extra point is in the air, and it's good. And if they didn't put the review in before that, uh, they're going to give it to Kyle Rudolph. Yeah. It was close. I'm looking at the replay now. Ooh, God, that's really, that is really close. And, and, and the Vikings are like, who cares? Um, you're supposed to review all scoring plays, but one way or another, it's a Vikings touchdown. It's just a matter of whether it's a, a Rudolph touchdown or a Murray touchdown, so it's going to stick with Rudolph. Yeah, they're going to stick it on Rudolph, which I'll tell you, Rudolph's one of those guys, and we talked about this before, on your fantasy roster, if you have him as your two tight end or if you're subbing him in or streaming him or whatever it is in your league and, and you're able to get him, yeah, typically you know, he's looking at like a three-point, six-point weekend, and all of a sudden he'll get you like 28. This could be one of those days, so we'll keep an eye on that. Uh, but yeah, they're, they are the first on the board in a game that really has a ton of playoff implications locations down the stretch here for both the Vikings and the Lions. Uh, your pet team, the Chicago Bears, with a nice opening drive in Buffalo that suddenly stalls on a third and five. Trubisky gets sacked and therefore out of field goal range. Kick it away to the Bills, and now Buffalo takes over with, I'm sorry, who's the quarterback today? Hey, you. Okay, it's Nate Peterman again. He's going to be in there as the starting quarterback for the Buffalo Bills. And historically, at all points of his career, him on the field has not gone well. No, 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 it hasn't. He is far out throwing interceptions to touchdowns. That has been his curse. Uh, and, and apparently the reason why he keeps getting opportunities, because I took the deep dive into Nate Peterson. I'm like, what the heck is going on? Does he have like like dirty pictures on some of these upper <laughs> right. management guys? How is this happening? But what ended up happening is everything I've read says he is a dynamo at practice. He understands the offense. He's prepared to play. And then he goes on the field and he just can't seem to put it all together. I think they're waiting to see if he can ever do that. But the sands in the hourglass, Mark, I mean, they're they're running thin right now. Uh, The Falcons on the move. The Steelers offense taking the field for the first time. We're out of the gate and underway. Week 9 in the National Football League. This is Red Zone Radio. If you're stuck away from your TV, we are your solution. Don't move a muscle. We got every game covered all day long right here on Fox Sports Radio. I'm very, very excited about it. All right, free winners daily. Go to VegasCovers.com, VegasCovers.com. We have our first somebody named blank just scored score of the day. That's right. (laughs) Let's go to Carolina where I was just informed that somebody named Arma. Who is it? Yeah, somebody named Arma scored a touchdown from a yard out. Never heard of him. His first name is Alex. He's a fullback. Congratulations to him. <laughs> Kareem Hunt has scored a touchdown. Her to him. Yeah, oh uh, yeah. Tubbin Coleman has scored a touchdown. Her to him. 39 yards out for Coleman. The Falcons strike first in Washington. And the Chiefs just went on a 95-yard drive for a touchdown. They will strike first in Cleveland. 6 to nothing with the extra point lining up and on the way momentarily. I believe last week against the Broncos, the Chiefs did not score on their opening drive, and it was the first time that it happened all year long. Yeah, you know what's so amazing about the Chiefs is the 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 bully mentality that they have once they have a lead. 
they're unstoppable. So so this was the old theory with Belichick as an offense, or I should say defensive coordinator, but thinking from the standpoint of an offensive-minded approach, if you can play with the lead and play good enough defense, nobody can stop you. So the thought process every game was whatever we can do to script the opening series as best we can to score uh, it was it was a way that you can buoy your success. That's the reason why the Patriots have been so successful at home over the years because they find a way to get it done on the first drive most of the time. So the Chiefs here, early scoring in Cleveland bodes extremely well for this game to get out of hand for, for the Browns. Ravens with a really nice pass play from Joe Flacco uh, to uh, Andrews, um, and that one's going to set them up in scoring position. Right now they're facing a second and ten just shy of the Pittsburgh 25-yard line. On the first and 10 play, they ran Lamar Jackson on a little quarterback keeper around the right end. Did not gain much, but I got to wonder what Flacco thinks of Lamar Jackson. I wonder, and this is happening in New Orleans, not much discussed. Drew Brees is seeding a lot of snaps to Taysom Hill down in the red zone with the New Orleans Saints. What do you think veteran Super Bowl-winning quarterbacks think of these other guys coming in and taking snaps down in the red zone. It all depends on the pitch. You know, if John Harbaugh is doing this the right way, he's making sure to bolster the confidences of Joe Flacco. And I'd say the same thing about Sean Payton and Drew Brees. If if you're having this conversation with your quarterback and you're going, hey, look, we need to get him reps because you know what? Uh, father time waits for no man. Like the, <laughs> Then you're probably yeah. doing this the wrong way. But if you're saying, look, we love his athleticism, you're our guy, but we're going to work packages in for him, and you make it as short and terse and as practical as possible, players want to win. Yes, they want to get paid a whole lot of money to play the game that they've been playing since they were kids, and of course, they want their star to shine the brightest. But if you can do that while lending plays that is adding a wrinkle that defenses have to work on from a tactical standpoint Flacco uh, Drew Brees they can't argue with that because it makes perfect sense for them to use Jackson and Taysom Hill the way they have speaking of the Ravens and the Saints respectively yeah uh, speaking of those Ravens now first in goal at the 10-yard line Flacco in their first pass was a good one but incomplete in the end zone looking for his tight end just in and out of the hands and so therefore uh, they'll move on to uh, second down. I'm trying to see which tight end that was. Oh, it was Andrews. Andrews, yeah. Okay, yeah. so uh, Andrews unable to uh, uh, bring that one down. So second and goal now from the 10-yard line. This is the spot on the field, though, where you see some Lamar Jackson, and you do on second down, handoff up the middle uh, to, is that Buck Allen or Alex Collins? That's Collins, I think, uh, who gets into a little bit of a shoving match after the play, gets just wow, down yeah. inside the five-yard line. So third and goal coming up for the Ravens. Keep an eye on that. Uh, extra point was good in Cleveland. Chiefs up 7 to nothing. Here come Baker Mayfield and company out onto the field. And the Vikings are going to have to punt the ball back to Detroit, already leading 7 to nothing. But on that last series, we saw Dalvin Cook. Um, he got a carry or two. Uh, this is one of the things that's been really frustrating. I mean, beyond for just fantasy players, but the Vikings organization, he and Leonard Fournette, they keep coming back in and going right back out, and I'm wondering what's the right way to play situations like that at the running back position. 
I think you're doing it the right way, just getting them some reps. I realize that can disturb the momentum of a game occasionally. I I really truly believe the best way to handle the running back room, if you have a couple who are good, is you ride the hot hand. And Latavius Murray has been the hot hand since he has been replacing Dalvin Cook's work. I'm not saying anything's wrong with Cook. I mean, aside from coming back from injury, he's a fine player. We saw him early in his rookie season look like he was going to be an absolute star, and then he tears his ACL. But Latavius Murray has been the hot hand. Here's the deal, though. You got to get this guy reps because if he can be healthy for a playoff run, can you imagine the two-headed monster? Murray has been one of the most underrated, successful backs of this NFL season. And Dalvin Cook has some real home run hitting potential. I I think you have to work him back in. I think this is the only way to do it, unfortunately. Well, and I'll tell you what, speaking of Latavius Murray, go ahead and give him a touchdown. Even though it happened about 15 minutes ago, the NFL has updated us. They do call that a touchdown prior to the fumble that was recovered by Kyle Rudolph. So it is not Rudolph's touchdown. It is Latavius Murray's touchdown. The Lions have the ball. The Vikings are up 7 to nothing in that game. Third and goal for the Ravens, incomplete from Joe Flacco in and out of the end zone. A 23-yard attempt for Justin Tucker to put the Ravens on the board for the first time in this game. That one is up and right down Broadway, so 3-0 Ravens strike first against the Steelers. Uh, Meantime, Browns on the move. Couple of first downs there against the Chiefs. Again, Chiefs leading that one 7-0. We haven't talked about this yet today. Not surprisingly, Rich, the Dolphins and Jets, as they move through the first quarter, are scoreless. And there was a lot of talk about the field conditions in Miami today. Heavy rain yesterday. Duke played and beat Miami on that very same field yesterday. This is kind of a low-buzz controversy around the NFL that the Dolphins field cannot handle the weather, which is amazing because they get a ton of it. And so uh, we're all eyes are on this game, uh, not only for injury, uh, but all eyes are on this game for what players and coaches might say about it afterward. And if you got any fantasy players in this game, might not be a good idea. It looks like a really, really slow, muddy, messed up track, and so both teams are going to have a hard time running around. Yeah, well, unless you have a running back. See, that's that's what happens in these muck-it-up games. Typically what happens is you see receivers falling down out of breaks. Uh, you see uh, the timing routes slowed, so they're not looking as crisp, and it can create turnovers. So everybody has to turn to their running, running game, and the Jets and the Miami Dolphins both have grinders in their backfield. Isaiah Crowell obviously carrying the load for the Jets and Frank Gore for the Miami Dolphins, the ageless wonder. And yeah, on top of all of what you just said, It's also hot as heck down in Miami right now. You have the Jets defensive line platooning people in, trying to stay as fresh as they can, and this game has just kicked off. And so this is going to be an interesting one. I think typically in the AFC East, uh, this time of year, we're used to seeing low-scoring games because most of those games are played in the Northeast. This one down in South Beach, but I think it's going to take on that same tone. All right, so far in that game, this is combining both teams. There have been eight total carries that have netted 14 yards. Um, So nobody's running the ball. Nobody's passing the ball. Nobody's doing anything with the ball. 
Uh, they're not doing anything with the ball. So Excellent. Yeah, so That's they're not the, doing anything with the ball there. So, right, fantasy football, as you mentioned, maybe just turn that one on, turn turn something else on. Like, I don't know, Carolina, Tampa Bay, where it is scoreless, but we're expecting fireworks in Carolina today as Fitzmagic takes the field as the starting quarterback again. Of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and my goodness, how about that week he had last week? Yeah, let me tell you about the week he's having this week, though. The Panthers lead this game 7-0, and on the opening drive for Ryan Fitzpatrick, here's his line. Two of six for eight yards and a pick. Oh, Ryan. (laughs) This is, this is, yeah, I mean... (laughs) This, uh, everybody who ran out and picked what? him up on their what? fantasy team is crying. Is what crying. are you doing? They're crying tears into their fake Halloween beards that they also picked up because I have a feeling a lot of people dressed up as him well, this Halloween. What I want to know is if you went as Fitzpatrick for Halloween, how would the party know if you were Fitzpatrick or Conor McGregor? It's a great point. How would you know? No, you because can't know. Fitzpatrick was McGregor for his presser. And then if you copy that, you know, it just confuses everybody. Yeah, it's okay. Uh, Alex says two costumes in one. I say that's kind of like having two quarterbacks. Like if you <laughs> if you have two quarterbacks, it means you have no quarterback. So if you have two costumes, you have no costume. You don't want to confuse people when you walk into the Halloween party. That's that's yeah, my thing. I'm a pilot police officer. Uh, no, you're not, sir. You, <laughs> oh, you're you're actually leaving. Yeah, you're you're not getting a date tonight. Okay, <laughs> Panthers lead that one seven nothing. They've got the ball. Redskins on the move, but it stalls. So they're going to kick it away to a Falcons team that is already leading seven to nothing. Uh, the Lions have moved it into Minnesota territory, but they face a third and long. And the Browns, with a big play by David and Joku, have moved the ball at least into field goal range. A third down coming up at around the 25-yard line of the Chiefs. So updates on all of those games and much more as we continue on Week 9 NFL. David Gascon with us for the first time today with the full update. Gascon, what were you for Halloween this year, buddy? Uh... Were you David Gascon? Not a damn oh, thing. No. Ah, that a boy. Oh, oh, although, oh. Although, people don't know this, you could have put on a full cop uniform. I could have. And still been David Gascon. But oh, even yeah. the gun? I, I, whoa. Family yeah, show. No, I mean, take, take it easy there, buddy. I, don't, I mean, I mean I David, just, David of course does, unloaded. He's he, not a real cop. No, I mean, he you does know. show his guns. He's been known to do that, <laughs> I, I uh, but know. that's different. I, I couldn't wear the police uniform without paying respect to my father right. and, and rocking a mustache. Nice. And I, I can't do that, man. I mean, my dad, Tom Selleck, um, Jeff Rich Kent. Rich Hornberger. I tell you what, it is, it's November, pretty much anybody. That's true. Yeah, that's good true. point. November now, good Dave. Good point. Yeah. Mine's coming in pretty fierce. I know you're in the booth over there, but when yeah. we, we, we wander by, see what I got going on over here. We need you to give some tips to the rest of our crew because I don't think Lee or Alex can grow facial hair just yet. I re- and I, re- like 20- I, re- I refuse to. So. <laughs> really? Can you yeah. grow it? Uh, no, I can, but it's uncomfortably other colors. You know what you should it do? It just comes in at, like, <laughs> my face hair comes in, there's there's red in there, there's blonde in there. It's <laughs> oh, like a, yeah. Yeah, no, but you're down at the beach, so you get a lot of sun, so that's when yeah, the red pops yeah. in. 
That's you true. gotta embrace it. Honestly, embrace the weird mustache yeah, no. and then everybody else. No, it's will. not happening because my wife doesn't embrace it, and so no, it's just not, <laughs> it's not you, happening. You know what you should do since you're in the sports and the entertainment industry is you should immediately at the beginning of October start growing your playoff beard for the <laughs> Golden State Warriors. No, no, smart. No, you owe us. That is no. smart. You owe us. I, that would be the worst seven months of all of our lives. <laughs> no, it would and not. So, yeah, no, that's, that's, I think it would be glorious. The answer is no. But that's, you would, uh, could you yeah. imagine how much money you would save on razor blades? That's ha- an easy 10 grand. <laughs> Hashtag no. Hashtag no. <laughs> no. Well, guys, speaking of razor blades right now, Panthers taking on Fitzmatrick and company. Second down and eight. Fitzpatrick shorts Set, and now lost the pass Whoa. downfield, intercepted. Threw it right in the direction of Eric Reed, who picked it off. Reed at midfield. Now to the 40, the 30, looking for blockers. Reed splits two bucks inside the 10 right side, and he's down at the nine-yard line. The signature play so far for the newest Panther on Thieves Avenue, Eric Reed. Panthers Radio Network, they have an advantage right now, 7 to nothing. Cleveland just kicked a field goal, and it was actually good. So they're down to Kansas City at home, 7-3. to three. Vikings right now, they're taking on the Lions, and this is kind of wild. First and goal from the one scoreless game. Snap, and off Latavia, spins away from a Lion, and he's hit at the goal strike, very, very close. He's in, touchdown! Latavius Murray! With a touchdown, gives the Vikings a 6-0 lead. He was hit by Ashawn Robinson. Rolling on the field, the and ball fumbled. fumbled forward, recovered by a teammate. Touchdown, Minnesota. It is Kyle Rudolph with the fumble recovery. It's not quite a fat guy touchdown, but all the same, he was blocking down on the field for a couple yards and picked it up and got a cheapie. So it's 7-0 Minnesota. That ball game is on Fox. Same thing with the Bears and Bills on Fox, but that game is currently scoreless. Black and blue, Ravens and Steelers, 3-0. The home team, Baltimore, is in front. Falcons early on. Tevin Coleman on a screen pass went 42 yards down the sideline, and they lead in D.C. 7 to nothing. Guys, Rich, have you ever scored a touchdown? No, and it is one of the great yeah, regrets of my just, life. Thanks for bringing it up, David Gascon. I, I was just asking because I figured Penn State could have used you yesterday. Uh, oh my gosh! Yeah, well that that uh, you're cutting deep now. That is uh, that is <laughs> a shame. That what was, happened to the Nittany that, Lions? That was a Mike Tyson worthy one-two punch right there. <laughs> yeah, By you the set way, me up with the jab yeah. and then you uppercut yeah, me is like, what you did. So yes. you never scored a touchdown. And oh, by the way, Harbaugh completely sat on your entire score yesterday. Just <laughs> yeah. want to remind you. Yeah. Uh, did you see it was 42-7, Rich? I just want to let you uh, know, 42-7. That almost 42 nothing. by the way. I don't know if you know that. It's a garbage-time touchdown. Uh, that, was, Lions, so. uh, that was not a fun day. All right. Good stuff, Dave. Thanks. We got a first and goal for the Lions down at the four-yard line. If they don't throw it to Kenny Galladay, I'm going to lose my freaking mind. Uh, we're coming to you live in the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com. Or call 800-947-AUTO. Only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Like, just, you know, frustrated fantasy uh, Galladay owner over here. Like, the guy was money. He was money for six weeks. He was producing. He was good. I thought everybody was happy in this relationship. And then all of a sudden, he goes a two-week run where he gets a total of three targets. God bless him for catching all of them. But three targets. Now they trade Golden Tate. He still doesn't have a target yet today. Well, um, I'm about to make your day. He is their leading rusher right now with a <laughs> carry yes. for eight yards. He does have an eight-yard carry. God bless that guy. <laughs> uh, but anyway, he's a big receiver, and uh, he is uh, down by the goal line. So just uh, thought I'd put it out there uh, for consideration by uh, Matt Stafford. 
couple other touchdowns to throw at you, and these are fantasy players you have heard of. James Conner is in for the Steelers. Christian McCaffrey is in for the Panthers. Panthers already up 13-0 now on the Bucks, and the Steelers first time into the end zone in this game, 6-3 leaders at Baltimore with an extra point on the way, and James Conner reminding everybody yet again that they're just not really missing Le'Veon Bell that much. Yeah, no, this is uh this has been a story of the year for the the Steelers obviously. We heard their uh their locker room sort of rage against Le'Veon Bell because I I I believe at very least they felt lied to. And this happens sometimes in contract negotiations. The landscape changes, so determinations on when you'll be back in the room change. And so he's going through that personally while this team is setting themselves up for a Super Bowl run. Look, Big Ben is an elite-level passer. You have a ton of weapons around him and a stout defense with uh, T.J. Watt there rushing off the edge. Uh, this is this is really the makings of a champion. And Le'Veon Bell, to all the players' credit, really thought that he could help them. And so that's where all the bad blood came from. For Bell himself, I understand. They, they've been using him as an absolute workhorse. He thinks he's worth more. They think he's work, worth less. And so this is going to be the situation as it stands. But you know I said this to start the season. The Steelers won't miss a beat as far as production from the running back position. If you look at the run game, I think James Conner was good enough, and he has been. Uh, Lions right now with a first and goal from the four. That's blunt in the backfield and flags flying everywhere. Everybody was moving when they weren't supposed to be moving. We'll see who they call that on. But while they get that figured out, we'll remind you that we're live in the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Easy to save 15% or more on car insurance. Geico.com or 800-947-AUTO, the only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Uh, That's going to be a false start on Detroit, so moving back five yards, first and goal now from the nine I you know keeping it with that Le'Veon Bell conversation it's different Connor is producing like a number one back for sure they use him in the past game a lot less than they used Bell it might be one of those classic scenarios where both sides were right I do believe Le'Veon Bell was worth more the Steelers thought he was replaceable maybe both sides are right Uh, but we're coming up on week 10 next week this is when he's got to report uh, in order to have it be a league year toward free agency Uh, But we're starting to hear that, you know, maybe he's still going to just sit out the entire year. I wonder what the right play is for Le'Veon Bell. If he doesn't show up at all, they can use the transition tag on the guy at a very bargain rate. And therefore, his career starts to hang in the balance, doesn't it? Well, and that's what he was threatening everybody with when he started this holdout process. He said, if if I don't get the contract I deserve, I'll retire yep. before I allow somebody to underpay or undervalue uh, me. So if he doesn't report week 10, all of a sudden you start – you start staring down the barrel of an early retirement after having sort of the start he had. I don't know if that's really possible. I don't think any competitor would be willing to sacrifice the rest of their career over dollars and cents this young. I think that either A, he's going to be back, he's going to finish out this contract and be a free agent, or B, yeah, you're right, they may transition him if he plays chicken with his career. Second and goal play for the Lions is a throw over everybody's head. Uh, So now third and goal coming up. From about the eight-yard line for the Lions, already trailing in that game, seven to nothing. Latavius Murray with the touchdown run. The Chiefs on the move again in Cleveland, end of the first quarter, but they lead seven to three, and they're in the red zone. Let's keep it with you for this third and goal play from the eight for the Lions. 
It's going to be two receivers to the left and one to the right for Stafford, who has one back to his right and is in the shotgun. He'll throw, and he will be sacked. So uh, all the way back down to the 17-yard line field goal try coming for the Lions unsuccessful as far as keeping pace with the Vikings touchdown there. Ball back in the hands of the Ravens. Falcons on the move, already leading in Washington. That and more as we continue on Red Zone Radio, Fox Sports Radio. Free winners daily, VegasCovers.com. Go to VegasCovers.com. Field goal for the Dolphins. Somebody's on the board in Miami. 3 nothing. the score there. The Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes to Travis Kelsey. Touchdown with a cabbage patch celebration. <laughs> Chiefs lead 14-3. Um, and the Bears are on the board. Have you noticed, Rich, the first time, like from the moment you and I about, was it last week or the week before where we were like, boy, they're just not using Jordan Howard anymore. Right. From that moment, he's dominated. Touchdown yes. run for the <laughs> for the Bears. They lead in Buffalo 7 to nothing. Yeah, and I mean, and truthfully, on that touchdown run, it was a nice one. Look, hard hard yards, they're, they're worth it. You need to mix those in as well and runs up the gut, wear out a defense. We all know how it goes. It sucks the safeties closer to the line of scrimmage, et cetera, et cetera. But Jordan Howard, I, I mean, he's averaging three yards a carry. That's not great, but, but truthfully, it does feel like whatever name we shouted out last week from a fantasy standpoint, all of a sudden they hit the stratosphere. So, yeah, we'll take your calls live if you need us to give you a little bit of a goose (laughs) (laughs) and what do we know what do we know about the bearded guy who plays at quarterback for tampa we know not to count that guy out we know that if he throws an early pick he's gonna come right back at you ryan fitz magic to oj howard touchdown early in the second quarter It is now 14 to 7. I expose people to magic. Yeah, you and I both on our show during the week, you and I both said, Panthers, Bucks, take the over, bro. Now, (laughs) there's a long way to go, but we got a lot of touchdowns happening in this game so far, so we're off to a good start. 14 7, Carolina leads Tampa Bay. Fitz Magic, 7 for 11, 48 yards. And a touch to go now with that interception. Yeah, and you know, the line's at 55 for the over-under. I think they'll blow <laughs> past it because let's be realistic about the NFL these days. I think everybody's adjusting to it. I think I think even Vegas is having a hard... The handicappers, people who do this for a living, are having a hard time legislating how fast teams are able to score now based on the rule changes. So so these scores, you know, I, I was told, I, I, I was even in the mode of thinking that they would be suppressed at a certain point, but a lot of these games are still being played in warm weather where the conditions are great. Carolina this time of year, I've been there. I've done that. I can tell you weather ain't going to be a factor for teams playing on that turf, and it's a fast track today, and they're proving it. 21 points on the board, and we're just barely scratching into the second quarter. The Detroit Lions have just picked off Kirk Cousins, and following their field goal, which was up and good, They now will start their next drive at the Minnesota 44. So really good field position for Matt Stafford. 7-3 Vikings lead, but Detroit gets the turnover and now has the ball in Minnesota territory. How do you see Matty Patricia's group, his entire offense? I know he's a defensive guy, but how do you see that offense changing with Golden Tate not there anymore? 
Well, you know what I'm seeing early on, at least, is uh, they're they're adjusting some of their play calling, where they're they're not going to come at you the way they that you thought they would. I figured it was going to be Carry on Johnson just slamming his head into the backs of his offensive linemen for Paydirt, and no, it's been a passing game still. They're leaning on Galladay, they're leaning on their other receivers in that core who have to step up now. Now that Tate, the number one receiver, is gone, he's playing for the Philadelphia Eagles this weekend, or they're on by. Yeah, nice you, underst- you understand what I'm saying? Like this, all of a sudden, felt like a, a game that was going to turn more to the running game side, and and it really hasn't yet. The first quarter, they've been getting a little creative. Obviously, Galladay with that eight yard rush, they're going to get the ball into their playmakers' hands still, and they're going to find unique ways to do it. Jim Bob Cooter still runs one of the better, more underrated offenses in the league. They just didn't didn't have a defense behind it to really make this thing sing. And now with Matt Patricia, they're playing some D. They look like they can start being in the conversation of an NFC North contender. They're going to have a third and one at the Vikings 35 after a little screen pass to LeGarrette Blunt gains just two or three yards. So a big third and one here. If they can convert, they get a little further into scoring range. If not, probably a long field goal try coming up for Detroit. This is kind of a nifty little thing for Golden Tate. I Maybe not for guys like you, Rich, who have them on their fantasy team, but uh, <laughs> Golden Tate gets two buys this year because of this trade. So maybe that I don't know, helps his body a little bit down the stretch. With Thursday night football, London games for most teams now, everybody should get two bye weeks. I, I feel so strongly about this. In fact, when the CBA is renegotiated between the owners and the players' union, I hope this is something that the players fight hard for because I don't think anybody would complain if the NFL season reached one more week into February. I think everybody clamors for more football anyways, so wow. you could stretch yeah. this thing out one more week, and I don't think anybody complain about it, and it would give players the benefit of rest, which they need on short schedules like the Thursday nighters provide. Or just start it earlier and take away some of this preseason mess that nobody cares about anyway. There's plenty of room, and and I understand that you know for owners and whatnot, they're going to want as many dates as possible. We've talked about this before. The idea of maybe extending uh, extending that um, uh, you know season uh, even to 18 games, uh, but in exchange, multiple bye weeks. More importantly a bye week before any Thursday night game so that no football player is playing on three days rest. Well, and then, you know, it takes away this complaint, oh, the games are so sloppy because they can't game plan, or the players aren't going to be as available because they're going to be nursing injuries from the prior weekend. It'll make the sport look better. It'll make the players more healthy. It'll improve the product overall. This is a no-brainer to me. Look, they'll have to negotiate hard to win anything as far as taking away a preseason game. That's a bargaining chip for the owners, and they know it. But if you're going to add a bye week, I think everybody could come to a handshake agreement and say, yeah, that's probably what's best for the game anyways so yeah golden tate he's first through the wall and good for him exactly all right the lions ended up with that fourth and one decided to go for it and matthew stafford scrambles for the first down so uh they still have the ball in minnesota territory they're now facing a second and five they're just inside the viking 30 yard line trailing seven to three Falcons offense looks good in Washington today. They're up 7 to nothing. Julio Jones with a big catch as we speak now moves it into Washington territory. And this is kind of what I'm getting at. Not that the Falcons aren't a worthy opponent by any stretch, Rich, but I I just the, the Redskins to me they're 5 and 2, but at no point have they ever looked 
like a five and two team. You know, they've lost a home game to the Colts this year. Uh, they they've had some really close, close victories. I, I I'm still totally at a loss for who's going to win that NFC East. Well, then, and throw on top of it what the Falcons have been able to do early, scoring the first seven points on the board and now driving their, their over the 40-yard line, encroaching on that fringe position where they could add three to their points total or potentially convert for another score. They take the wind out of that home field advantage for the Redskins, and they put Alex Smith in the unenviable position of having to play comeback. And that's not something he does all that well. Look, the reason why the Chiefs moved on from Smith and they got Mahomes and they groomed him behind him for a year was because they needed a more dynamic, deep threat guy. They didn't want a game manager anymore. They were looking to take the next step and you have to sort of jump off a cliff of faith to do that. And so Alex Smith is is sort of the same guy he's always been. He's great operating an offense, but he's not going to do great in these situations where he's trailing 7-0, 10-0 early in a game. All right, the Cleveland Browns went for it on fourth and two, just shy of their uh, the Chiefs' 40-yard line. Beautiful play call to Duke Johnson. Takes it all the way down to the 20-yard line. Well, they will have a first and 10. Duke limps off the field, though, a little bit. So we'll keep an eye on that, but it's Baker in the red zone. Coming up next. Week 9 National Football League Live. Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Geico.com for a free rate quote. Touchdown, Chicago Bears. It's a defensive touchdown, but get this. It's not what you think. It was not a Nate Peterman turnover. (laughs) It was one of the running backs fumbling the ball. Picked up. Bears take it in. They lead this one 14-0. Cleveland scores a touchdown. Nick Chubb from two yards out. Yes, sir, bro. Decide to go for two, though. Don't get it. Chiefs continue to lead 14-9. Keep you up to date on all the early games. But let's take a moment now, look ahead to one of the fantastic-looking matchups that's going to come on later on this afternoon, Game of the Week on Fox. Aaron Andrews joins us now along with Joe and Troy later today. The Rams on the road at the New Orleans Saints. This is about as tasty as it gets. Aaron, thank you so much for coming on. Do you feel like with with, with a high-powered offense like the Saints – did they maybe find something by watching the Packers film last week that they could attack in that in that Rams defense today? Yeah, I feel like maybe they did, especially in the secondary. I mean, I was standing on the sidelines of that game and excuse me, watching Marcus Peters come off the field and just go off to Aqib Tlaib, obviously, who's not playing. But obviously Aaron Rodgers found something in that secondary, and you have to think that did give – Drew Brees a bit of a map there, but again, I walked out with Sean McVay coming out of the half, and the second half for LA was completely different than the first. I mean, unfortunately, we were all we were all deprived of what would have happened if Aaron Rodgers had come back with two minutes left in that game, and you know, would LA's defense have stepped up, or would have would Aaron have won that game? But it was a different LA Rams team coming out of the second half, and I, I think that's what they've been doing all season long. Sean McVay said to us before that Green Bay game and before this game as well that they need to start off better. Quick starts have not been their thing, and that's what they kind of want to change. Sean Payton, head coach of the New Orleans Saints, uh, mentioned this to the media this week. He said the other day, I used this term with our team, we're focused on one pothole at a time. I, I understand there were two tough road tests back-to-back with the Ravens in Minnesota, but what challenges do you think he's speaking of uh, specifically? 
You know, I, God knows with Sean Payton. I mean, I, I love him. <laughs> I love like what his little quotes too. Have you ever sat on a conference call with him, by the way? My man just goes on for hours and you're sitting there thinking to yourself, wait, I was just asking about what changes the offensive line needed to make. I mean, Todd Holes, I think just, you know, each week something poses as a different challenge, as a different thing. I'll tell you one thing I can't wait to see um, today unfold. And I, I sat down with Todd Gurley yesterday for a Fox NFL Sunday feature. He was so excited to have Dante Fowler on this defense. He was so excited by his first practice. He said, you know, he came out in warm-ups and was just running around with insane speed. And Todd Gurley said to the coaches, okay, somebody's ready to make a good impression. <laughs> and I said, Todd, you know who's not going to be happy to see Dante Fowler out there? And he said, who? And I said, Drew Brees. And he said, Drew Brees is going to be a very mad man. And that's, I think, going to be a huge pothole that – the Saints have to try to either, you know, drive over or dig themselves out of. And talking to Sean McVay this week about what Fowler is doing and, and how he's going to help this defense, he said simply going to help guys like Donald and Sue get better. And that is freaking scary, guy. Uh, yeah. No, <laughs> I don't know any other way to say it but that. And I said to Todd Gurley, I go, is this even fair to have this on your defense? And he said, no. And I love it. Right, I, yeah, you know, it's like the Golden State Warriors. They don't care if it's fair. Just uh, go out and do, do not it. But care. yeah, like I, I wonder what your perspective is on this, Aaron. I, I think we can all see that Sean McVay is a special coach. But you, having been in meetings directly with him, you follow that team a lot this year. What, in your eyes, what makes him different? I just think his energy, you know what, being around him reminds me a lot of the days when I was around Pete Carroll at USC, and it was just this, you know, this energy that you wanted to have. I Every time we're on a conference call with him, every time we're around him, you just want to go out there and play. I've never tackled anyone in my life, and I want to after I talk to him. Like, <laughs> you want run through a wall. Akeem Tlaib was telling me last week, Dude doesn't even cuss. Like, I mean, he's so fired up and positive. Guys just want to be around him. Todd Gurley had also told me yesterday that he's a lifesaver. He saved his career. I mean, he talked about in 2016, different coaching regime that had the Rams at that time, but he said it was a nightmare for me. You know, he had just come off being offensive rookie of the year, and then he put up his lowest numbers, and you've got a guy in Sean McVay that he said just totally – kind of kick-started his career back to where he'd hoped it would be after his rookie season. He's infectious. He's awesome to be around. Um, I cannot at all keep up with his sound bites when I'm trying to type them, you know, on our <laughs> conference calls. And when he's talking to me coming out of the half, my hand doesn't write quick enough. And he walks away, and I look back at my notes. I'm like, what the heck did I just write down? I don't even know what I wrote down. But the dude's awesome. I mean, I love him. And you know, I was talking to somebody about it the other day, and well, actually my husband, who is in the NHL, and you talk about coaches and, and how in the NHL that just keep recycling all these old coaches around when there's job openings. And I said, when is somebody going to do the next Sean McVay hire? You know, you bring this guy, and he's an innovator and a great offensive mind, and it kind of just changes the whole way about the NFL. And, and you talk to guys like Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady, and they're like, he's just smart. And it's cool. It's so cool to see. I, I love being around him. You know, the, the the Rams, they're so interesting because they do something very few teams are able to do. They have Cup and Woods. They add Cooks to that wide receiver room, and it just sings. Now, on that D-line, you have Donald and Sue already. You're adding Fowler. I'm assuming it's going to work, but how do they make this work? 
I, you know what? I, I don't know. You have Wade Phillips who makes everything work. And I, I think the coolest thing about it is Dante Fowler's been really open and saying in, in his preparation for when he was in the, uh, on the Jags or even throughout his career, he's looked at videos of DeMarcus Ware, of, um, of guys that Wade Phillips has coached, and he's modeled his play after that. So how exciting is it that he finally gets to, you know, be coached under Wade? and uh, kind of fit in with this group. I mean, don't forget about Michael Brockers. I mean, they're just loaded. It's, it is. It's disgusting how good they're going to be. <laughs> uh, uh, well, the Florida Gator, which I'm pretty pumped about going to say hi to her. My girlie was talking about they faced each other twice in the uh, cocktail bowl in Jacksonville for, you know, Florida and Georgia. And he said he was actually so pissed at him against, uh, against him in a game they got in a scuffle. So that's awesome. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Hey, Aaron, was this – I'm wondering, the last time you were in New Orleans, and I'm even going to blank on the player, was that the game where somebody, uh, you know, left in the middle of the game because their wife was pregnant? Uh, yeah, and, that was a playoff game, right? Yes. And then she ended up just having a stomach ache. <laughs> that was the one that John Peyton, I'm coming out at the half, and he's like, and he, I, I don't know what to do. Yeah, he asked you, wrong. right? And he goes, yeah, so yeah. So, his wife is in labor, and I don't know if I should tell him. And I was like, I would kick any coach's rear end if they didn't tell my husband I was in labor. Now, I'll be honest with you. I like to think of myself as a linebacker or Richard Sherman, which I always say I'll come back as in a second life. But I'd be pissed if my husband left the game for me if, if I was handling it on my own, which I would because I'm a boss. But, um, yeah, that was the thing. And then we were like, holy cow, is he going to tell him? He told him, and then – I guess Saints PR came back and said she just had a stomach ache because there was like the flu was going around, poor thing. But great story. I love how Sean Payton's asking me in a game if he should tell him. I'm like, you should tell him. Yeah. Well, who's, <laughs> who says broadcasters don't have an effect on the game? Get out of here with that. Hey, I know. Aaron, great stuff. Uh, it goes without saying. We're looking forward to this one today. Thanks for jumping on. Yeah, it's a good little appetizer for the big one Sunday night, huh? Abso- absolutely. Yeah, this is a great, great day. Okay, Aaron, thank you so much. Enjoy it. Thanks, guys. Okay, Ram Saints later today on Fox. Aaron, Joe, Troy, all over that one. Wow. I mean, we were talking about it yesterday, me and Bucky, as far as the college weekend, too. If you just pull this out on paper, this weekend is the best weekend of football we've had in 2018, and it's not close. I agree, I mean, hands down. Yeah, like I know LSU-Alabama didn't end up measuring up as a great game, but on the way in with that, Penn State-Michigan, uh, you know, you had West Virginia-Texas today, Rams-Saints, Chargers-Seahawks, Steelers-Ravens, the night game, Aaron Rodgers-Tom Brady. There's a lot to chew on today. Yeah, you know, and that's actually, I'm glad you mentioned it because getting and receiving a low buzz uh, so far as this Los Angeles Chargers game, they go up and face the Seahawks, who are an improved football team. A lot of people stop considering them uh, out of the West in the NFC. But the Seahawks, they've gotten better and better on defense every week. Their offense seems to be hitting stride. And the Chargers, my goodness, outside of losses to the Rams and the Chiefs, they are are lossless as they go into this one. So this is going to be really the first real challenge both of these teams have faced. And I'm excited to see what the outcome is. That kicks off at 105. Um, But but yeah, this, this whole football weekend 
season has just been littered with delicious storylines as we wander our way through. And here we are today with these early kickoffs. And and I haven't been disappointed. I, I mean, what I'm seeing out of a lot of these games is similar to what I've expected. However, I will say this, Fitzmagic it's it's not it's not really living up to its potential <laughs> well, in Carolina. It's so going far. to need to be very magical. They're down twenty-one to seven. Christian McCaffrey just went in for another score that is currently being reviewed, so we'll see. But the Panthers are moving the ball up and down the field on the Bucks. Not surprising. The Chiefs are doing the same to the Browns. Kareem Hunt just went in for his second touchdown of the game. Adam Thielen scored for the Vikings a few minutes ago. They lead Detroit fourteen to six. Redskins on the board. They needed it. Uh, that one was Josh Doxson, who caught the pass from Alex Smith, 14-7. to The Falcons continue to lead in Washington, but Washington gets on the board. And a few minutes ago, Antonio Brown with a touchdown from Ben Roethlisberger. They lead at Hell Baltimore, 14-6. to And as expected, Miami and the Jets are still not using their end zones. Uh, three, three to nothing. Yeah, there was all, the, all that paint. For nothing. Uh, That's right. That was used uh, so far over the weekend. Uh, Dolphins lead the Jets three to nothing, and they are closing in on the two-minute warning before half. By the way, Christian McCaffrey's touchdown is good. Reviewed, it's good. Twenty-eight to seven. Wow. Who who said to take the over in that game? Who, who was that? I don't. I, I think yes, it was us. That's right, correct. Right I think this that. is going to be a score fest, and and trust me, there's a whole half of football to play, and then some. I'm interested to see what happens, yep. especially as Tampa Bay sort of circles the wagons at half. By the way, remember how we said the Bears got a defensive touchdown, but it wasn't Peterman's fault. Uh, the Bears just got another defensive touchdown, and this one was Peterman's fault. Okay, yeah. Yeah. okay, yeah. That, okay. That pick six, which was the most predictable pick six in the history of football. <laughs> has now taken place, and I expect a couple more. Uh, it's uh, 21 nothing. the Bears lead at Buffalo. Week 9, National Football League. It's Red Zone Radio. Much more coming up, but first, time for a Jeff Allen Sports Report. Thanks, guys. This is the world champion handicapper Jeff Allen from Las Vegas. Got a free selection, Houston, Denver, in just a second. Right now, Jeff Allen Sports toll-free message phone. 18-1 run. That's 94% winners. I'm red hot today. L.A. Rams, New Orleans, Green Bay, New England, lock parlay of the year, and it's yours free on a recorded message. Call 1-800-870-2283. Tired of losing? I can help. Green Bay, New England, New Orleans, L.A., guaranteed toll-free on the message phone. 1-800-870-2283. Free pick, Houston, Denver. Texans are off the Thursday night. Win 10 days ago to get ready. Deshaun Watson exploded for five touchdown passes and Lamar Miller 133 on the ground. Huge loss and Will Fuller at wide receiver for the Texans. Denver off the loss at KC. They've lost five of the last six and sit at three and five on the season. Case Keenum will need to improve on his 10 interceptions for the season. The technicals, the Texans three and seven versus the AFC and just two and five against the spread last seven on the road. Denver just 5-16 against the spread versus AFC Houston. 6-1 under on grass, 4-1 under on the road. Denver's 5-2 under at home, and the last six meetings, 5-1 under the total. I like the under for a small play. The big play, New England Green Bay. New Orleans LA, parlay of the year, and it's yours free on a recorded message. Call 1-800-870-2283. 200 a player can win 2,000 today. All callers are going 5-0. and 
5 and 0 big sunday toll free message 1-800-870-2283 green bay new england la new orleans toll free recorded message 1-800-870-2283 Calvin Ridley breaks into the open field with 28 ticks until the half. Touchdown, Falcons. Atlanta wow. back in front, 20-7 to with an extra point on the way. The Vikings have just added a field goal, lead 17-6. to They've reached the break in Minnesota. And something just happened in Miami that doubled the scoring output of the entire game. The Dolphins kicked another field goal. That's what happened. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yay. Six to nothing. Congratulations to the Jets and the Dolphins. Dolphins lead the Jets. You know, it's it's funny. I, I That Calvin Ridley thing, that set off something in my mind just now. I think there are a couple of quarterbacks who really don't get enough credit for what they're worth to their teams. But you look at Calvin Ridley and you say, wow, the rich just keep getting richer. Well, why are they so rich in Atlanta with Julio Jones, with the, that backfield with Freeman and Coleman when they're both healthy, and now adding Ridley to that equation? It's because of Matt Ryan. It's because Matt Ryan's so good. Everybody likes to put him in a second tier down, and I understand why. You know, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, I mean, Phillip Rivers, Drew Brees, maybe they're uh, transcendent. I might have even put Rivers in there where a lot of people wouldn't, but there are transcendent talents, and then the step down from them are almost looked down upon, like a Kirk Cousins in in Minnesota, right? Uh, A Jared Goff in Los Angeles. These guys are looked at differently because they're not among the NFL elite Mount Rushmore-type quarterbacks yet or at all, but even still, they're competent, they're great, and they're the reason, they're the engine behind what makes these teams great when they are playing great football. And it's interesting because... The, the, the Falcons, uh, the Matt Ryan story, it continues to go on. He's one of the greats in the NFL, but it's a low-burn story. It always has been. Uh, right now, the Panthers are absolutely pouring it on. Cam Newton goes to Greg Olson. Touchdown. It's 35-7. to The Panthers lead this game. And by the way, you'd expect with 35 points on the board, Newton would be going crazy. That's his first touchdown pass of the game. I know. He's thrown for 127 yards and one score. They have four rushing touchdowns. McCaffrey with two of them. Samuel has one. That guy named Arma that we've never heard of had one earlier in the game. Fitzmagic still only has the one pick. They just cannot move the chains, get first downs. The Can't Panthers do are running downhill. Still four minutes to go until the break. Panthers lead the Bucks, 35-7. Also, 40 seconds till the break. KC leads Cleveland 21-9. The Chiefs have had three drives. They've gone to the end zone with all of them. But don't count out the Browns. Baker Mayfield's been moving the sticks and keeping this team moving at least within shouting distance, and they're right at the red zone right now, out of bounds at the 20, second down coming up, 33 seconds to go uh, to at least get a field goal and keep this game in shouting distance. We also can update the game in Buffalo, yet another Touchdown for the Bears. It's again Jordan Howard, 28-0. Bears blowing out Buffalo. Two touchdown runs for Jordan Howard. Two defensive touchdowns for the Bears. And that's exactly how we would have expected this one to go with Nathan Peterman in there. 
Yeah, there's no question about that. And and more on the Bears, because I've been saying this also since the beginning of the season. This is a team to watch in the NFL because of what they have offensively with this new coach and coordinator, Matt Nagy, coming off of the Andy Reid coaching tree. He's really completely gentrified an offense. I mean, he saw the equity. Uh, he saw the pieces that were around, and he said, geez, you know, we could make one move, get Trey Burton and install him into what's already here, and we have a beautiful city just waiting for just just the right touch, the, the right amount of sweat equity to build it up, and that's exactly what he's done. So this offense is absolutely humming, and, and unfortunately for them, uh, they are short man defensively now, really relying on what they've earned in trade with the Raiders. Khalil Mack is a star in this league defensively. And with a sore ankle, he hasn't been able to help them that much since he's been there. When he's on the field, he's been an absolute monster. He's inactive today. And it hasn't it hasn't really tripped them up at all because the Buffalo Bills have posted um, <clears throat> a goose egg Yeah, so absolutely. Far. That's exactly right. Okay, the Browns, Baker Mayfield to Duke Johnson, touchdown. Now they'll go for two. Baker Mayfield uh, to Juice Landry. He's short. So uh, they have gone for two twice. They have not gotten it either time. So now they're down 21-15 instead of 21-17. However, I'm going to actually defend Greg Williams here for these decisions because the Browns have not been able to kick a ball through the uprights all year long, whether it be a field goal, an extra point, or anything otherwise. So what the hey, just go for two every time. Uh, However, it hurts you if you're not getting those either. 26 seconds till the half, Chiefs lead the Browns 21-15. Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, maybe go ahead and get rid of the kicker position altogether and spread that money among the team. Maybe get everybody haircuts. I I mean, j- just do anything other than pay a kicker if you're the Cleveland Browns this season because you're not getting anything back for that money you're paying out. Uh, the, the kicker they started the season with, uh, he was woeful. They brought in Joseph, who is a rookie this season. He's been terrible as well. I, I, I mean, there's not a lot of remorse when you, you're sent on the field to do a job, and we're not talking about the difficult situations. We're talking like, you know, regular action, second quarter, uh, quarter point after touchdowns that they've been completely whiffing on him and the, the kicker that preceded him both. Yes. So, yeah, I, I'm, 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 I'm not against any two-point conversions taken by the Browns today or any day. No, we're talking about, you know, what was it, a 38-yard field goal in a dome to beat the Saints. Missed yep. it. I mean, yep. stuff like that this year, you know, we talk about the Browns a lot because of hard knocks, Hugh Jackson, Baker Mayfield, and whatnot, and they come in uh, to this game today at 2-5-1, and one, and we all know they could easily be 5-2-1. and one. Yep. I mean, yep. with a couple of kicks here and there, a couple of bounces there, a couple of decent calls by officials, and the Browns would be in first place <laughs> in the AFC North. I, you know, I'm, I'm going to... <laughs> I'm going to put something in perspective. The fact that the the Browns are in this game as the second half is closing up shop for them, they still have the ball. Kansas City is averaging 13.3 yards per play this season. Yeah. I mean, think about that. Every single play, they have an opportunity to get a first down and then some. I mean, this is an absolute juggernaut you're up against, and this is a team who's just had a change at head coach and offensive coordinator. And Baker Mayfield, by the way, quietly is playing his best game of the season yep. through this half. At very least, the best game since he's been well, named the starter. And it's not terribly surprising considering that the Chiefs' defense has struggled all year. 
Good point. Very, very good point. Yeah. And point taken because that that that's been the sort of the Achilles heels for the Chiefs. The Chiefs have had to win shootouts in at least three of their no, games because their defense has played so badly. hundred percent. That's why they are making so much money for people in the fantasy world. The ideal <laughs> scenario is a wildly talented offense that also has a terrible defense to go along with it. That's the perfect fantasy scenario, and the Chiefs are all of those things. <laughs> so, okay. Free winners daily. Go to VegasCovers.com, VegasCovers.com. That game is approaching the half. Just nine seconds left. Chiefs trying to see if they can get into field goal range. A lot of the game's reaching the half right now. Jets kick a field goal. It's now 6-3 for the Dolphins. But let's get a full board update. Let's get David Gascon in here yeah. with the whole shebang, Dave. This sucks. What do you mean? It's, what, oh. sucks? Uh, what sucks? What sucks? What's the problem? I'm sitting on Cleveland plus nine. Cleveland Whoa. plus nine. Okay. Whoa. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Everybody, stop. Um, Every yet. It's this cool. Is, this is Every, stressful. Be cool. This is stressful. They're going for two and not getting it. No, just taking the Cleveland Browns in general is stressful. It's stressful. <laughs> it doesn't matter who it is. Look, you're still up, though. I mean, it's the Chiefs you're playing. You could be down 28 nothing, and you're not. That's so true. That's let's, true. Let's, let's be glass half full guy here, Dave. Right. Yeah. Well, speaking of 28 to nothing. Third down and three for Peterman. He's got a back to his left, three receivers to the right. He takes the snap coming oh. to the near side. Oh, it again. And intercepted out of the deflection. Leonard Floyd, five, end zone. Touchdown, Bears. Number two today. The Bears. They are around the ball. The celebration begins in the end zone. Bears extend their lead to 20 to nothing here in Buffalo. Oh. I mean, if I was a Bills fan, I'd probably <laughs> go head first into a table. That's oh, yeah. <laughs> 28 to nothing. Yeah, 28 to nothing, and Mitch Trubisky's had to do a sum total of nothing in order to produce that. Oh. What have they been throwing on the field uh, today for this one? I mean, uh, last week it was uh, and unmentionables. Yeah. You know what? I got it, Rich. When Dave, when you finish up this board, I, I, I have got a serious, uncomfortable question to ask you <laughs> about this game. That's fantastic. Yeah, excellent. There you go. That's excellent. Guys, yeah. fair enough. Boys are at recess right now. <laughs> Pittsburgh's in front of Baltimore, 14-6. James Conner, 112 total yards in the ballgame and also one TD. Carolina right now putting the wood to Tampa Bay. On third and goal from the 17. Newton backs up. Fires end zone. One-handed grab. Are you serious for the touchdown, Greg Olson? He just went out Odell Beckham style and speared it at the TN Panthers. Panthers Radio Network 35-7 with under two minutes to play in the first half. Meanwhile, as you mentioned, Mark, Dolphins at the half lead the Jets 6-3. Vikings at the break 17-6 over the Lions. Atlanta 21, Washington 7, Cleveland and Kansas City. The running back is Duke Johnson now, though. Shotgun, two to the right, two to the left. Mayfield looking out the right flat. Duke Johnson caught it at the 15. Out of a tackle, 10. Out of the tackle, 5. He's going in. Touchdown! The Duke has arrived! Browns Radio Network right now. It's 21-15. Kansas City with the football under 5 seconds to play in the first half. Three drives, three scores. Patrick Mahomes, 28 touchdown passes this season. On the other side, Nick Chubb, 14 carries for 56 yards and one TD. Baker Mayfield, 16 to 22, 153, and also one TD toss. Gentlemen. Righty, good stuff, Dave. Appreciate that. We are live in the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. All right, you've been in a football locker room. Sure. How the heck does the Bills staff – Come back after this game 
I mean, I could ask this before today's game, but now after today's game, how do they look their players in the eye and continue to employ Nate Peterman? How? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I hate asking that question, but I, I, I mean, how? They're riding a three game losing streak. Uh, this will make four on the road against Chicago, or I should say at home against Chicago. And uh, when, when you sort of circle the wagons after a beating this bad, after receiving one a week ago against the Patriots in your own division, and, and you're starting the quarterback, you're starting, and you've had a cornerback retire uh, mid-game not too long ago. I, I mean, this season has really, it, it's fallen off the tracks completely. I think, um, I, I, I've been in a locker room once. It was Arizona Cardinals. It was 2012. We went 4-0 to start the season, and then we lost nine straight. And I remember during that nine-game skid, it was probably like the seventh or eighth loss in a row. The locker room realized what was happening. We were all now just playing for either our jobs in, in, in Arizona for whatever new staff came in or our jobs elsewhere because this staff was going to be blown apart. I'm going to guarantee these players are pretty close to feeling the same way about this season. They're two and six. They're about to be two and seven. Uh, I don't know if there's any owner that is going to look at this situation and feel good about where it's heading, even though you just drafted Josh Allen. I, I think, seriously, I think these players are going to start playing more for themselves, whether that means preserving themselves through injury situations or just trying to put the best film out there because you're being evaluated every single game, whether it be by your own team or the 31 others watching. Uh, right now, there's only one game that is not at the half, and it's the game in Carolina. 35-7, Panthers lead the Bucks. It is fourth and goal at the three for Fitzmagic and company. It's still early, but you're also down 28 points. Are you kicking the field goal there, or are you going for it on fourth oh, and goal at the three? I'm going for it. I, I mean, if I'm looking at this game, I, I it's it's not going to get any less embarrassing at, after the half if 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 you just sacrifice and kick the three pointer. I'm going for it all here. I'm trying to make this as close as I can going in at the break. All right, uh, 39 second uh, mark in the second quarter there. With the Panthers up 35-7, there's a timeout on the field, so we are awaiting the decision by Tampa Bay. And they do go for it, and they score a touchdown. Fire up the Fitzmagic. Fitzmagic. Yeah, to O.J. Howard for the second time today already. And it's now 35-13. And when you and I said, take the over in this game, I don't think we thought like it would be completed in the first half. <laughs> but it almost no. is. It, it almost is. 35 13. Unreal. It, it really does feel like Fitzmagic does this every single week. He just reaches out his hand as if he's Peter Pan and you're Wendy waiting in the in the window and he's going, Come on, we can fly. Trust me. And you're like, I don't know. I don't know, Ryan. And then every single weekend we grab his hand and we take a ride. This is gonna be a wild second half. Yeah. This is for me. Uh, this is exactly what the NFL wants. They want the NFL to resemble the Big 12 as much as possible, and the Carolina Panthers in Carolina hosting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are giving you the closest analog we've seen to that so far. Yeah, is that their new motto? Like the NFL, where old backup bearded quarterbacks are still in the game when they're down by 28. 
I, I love I, it. I mean, that's that's what this is. Because of Fitzpatrick, you see them down 35-7, and you're like, yeah, no, that, that game's not over yet. Something, well, Something's going to happen there. And, and, it's <laughs> it's like we Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah, there's belief until the last whistle blows. Unreal. I don't understand it, but I love it. All right, so the other games are hitting the second half. This one hasn't even hit halftime yet, and that's because everybody keeps scoring touchdowns, and they keep going to break. So it's 35-14 there. Meantime, first game to get going in the second half is the Lions and the Vikings, and it's a big one in the NFC North. Vikings 17, the Lions 6. This feels like it's been an even game, but the Vikings have been able to do things in the red zone, and the Lions have not. And and I don't know if it's a coincidence. You know know Matt Patricia really well. They trade Golden Tate, and the Lions' offense, to me, has looked – really conservative, like more so than I'm used to. They, they're they much more leaning not only on the running game but the running backs. Like everything is much closer to the line of scrimmage. Um, and, and uh, you know, it, I don't know. It shows. It's not really working, but I, I, I do believe that that's what Matt Patricia wants to do on a week-in and week-out basis. I agree with you. I think he's trying to dirty up the football game. And what I mean by that is do what you said. Uh, Suck the defense close to the line of scrimmage, run a play action, and maybe pop the ball over heads of people whose eyes are trained on the running back in the running game now. Yeah, you know, it'll be interesting to see how this changes. Jim Bob Cooter, again, the offensive coordinator, I don't think Matt Patricia does a lot as far as the offensive play calling goes. He has definitely sort of tightened down on what they're doing. They've got a big back and a talented one in Carrion Johnson and obviously Galladay is a deep threat receiver and he's big and he can run and he can win those 50-50 balls. I'm interested interested to see what this half looks like because I agree with you. Maybe because they're on the road, they decided to come out a little conservative but it hasn't worked so far. I expect to see them stretch the field here in the second half. Yeah, neither quarterback is at 100 yards yet. Cousins, 10 of 12, 94 yards a score and a pick. Stafford, 10 of 16, 88 yards, no scores, no picks. Uh, a couple headlines that have come out of this game. Dalvin Cook looks healthy and yep. is the leading back for uh, the Vikings. Six carries for 86 yards. He got loose on a 70-yard one that really probably should have gone all the way. He just got shoestring tackled uh, right there at the uh, one-yard line or so. And then if you're following Adam Thielen's chase to be uh, the first man ever to have nine consecutive games at 100 yards or more. He does have a touchdown, but only three catches for 16 balls. Again, this game's been closer to the line of scrimmage than I would have expected. We'll see if they open it up here in the second half. That and more, plus the fantasy ticker right around the corner as we move into the second half of the early session on Week 9, Red Zone Radio, Fox Sports Radio. All right, Jay Glazer's going to join us at the top of the hour. The latest on a lot of the inside scoop. Le'Veon Bell and more. What does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance? Probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. Let me tell you something I really see. Dalvin Cook's healthy. Dalvin Cook is back. They are feeding him. He looks dynamic. They've got a bye next week. So assuming, knock on wood, he can get through today. He can heal up a little bit more. The Vikings right now leading 17 to 6. If they win, they go to 5-3 and 1 into the bye with a healthy Dalvin Cook. Watch out for them in the second half of the year. 
Yeah, I I agree with you. And again, Kirk Cousins, he was a missing piece to that offense. But let's be honest, uh, having two running backs is never a bad thing. Sometimes they say having two starting quarterbacks is a terrible thing. If you have two starters, you don't have any starters. Meanwhile, in the running back room, you could have two workhorses, and they do out of Latavius Murray Murray and Dalvin Cook, and you can absolutely uh, punish teams platooning them, and I think that's what they'll do down the stretch. That said, Cousins just dropped it in the bucket on Laquan Treadwell inside the five, and it went right through his hands. So they'll kick it away, (laughs) and the Lions Lions will get the ball back. Again, trailing by 11, and the Vikings are going to down this one at about the three-yard line. Keep you up to date on that game, but right now, go to your fantasy site, and let's get you up to date. Time for the Fox Sports Fantasy Ticker. We're going to start in Cleveland where offense is all around and big dudes doing the cabbage pats like Travis Kelsey. Mahomes takes the snap, looks middle, now fires for the end zone. Kelsey's got it. Touchdown, Kansas City. And now Cleveland Heights High School can celebrate because one of their own tastes the sweet nectar of the end zone. (laughs) Chiefs Radio Network, Kelsey, just two catches. But they go for 32 yards and one of them for a score early on in this game. Meanwhile, at FedEx Field, Matt Ryan proving that Airmel does deliver on Sundays. Edo Smith wide to the left, comes back toward Jones, who's on that side. Redskins bringing pressure. Quick throw inside route. Here's Ridley, 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown, Calvin Ridley. Yeah, that is 92.9, the game Falcons radio network. And Ryan just putting the hurting on the skins right now. 17 of 25 passing, 260 through the air. Two touchdowns, one mistake and an interception. But yeah, Ridley all over the field so far today. Making three touchdowns. He just hit Tevin Coleman for another one. And the Falcons now lead the Redskins by three scores. But let's go over to the other conference and the black and the blue and the Steelers and the Ravens and a guy we know well on fantasy football called Antonio Brown. First and goal, they place it at the six. Ben, slot to the right, throws the screen and ducking the man and getting to the goal line. Touchdown, Antonio Brown. He just got rid of that tackler with a little shake and bake and finally it was him into the end zone. Steelers Radio Network, Brown three catches, 25 yards, and a score. And, in fact, he just got another catch as we speak. It is the sixth consecutive week that A.B. has found the end zone. Who said there is a magic going on in Carolina right now? It's Christian McCaffrey, though, holding all the cards. Third down, McCaffrey hit right away, second effort. Did he get in? Looks like it. Yes, he did. Yep. Touchdown. I love that. Looks like it. Yeah, that's Panthers Radio Network, and it did count. He's got two touchdowns on the day, both of them rushing, 63 yards on the ground, averaging 6.3 yards per carry, and he's got two catches through the air for your uh, points per reception leagues as well. How about this guy? He is putting a fantasy hurting on some people out there, and he's done it with only four touches of the football. Kareem Hunt single back. In motion, Tyreek Hill, they give it off Kareem Hunt, slamming right into the middle of the line. Touchdown, Kansas City, the second of the day for Cleveland native Kareem Hunt. Three drives, three touchdowns if you're keeping score at home. Yeah, we do like the score at home, absolutely. Chiefs Radio Network, Hunt, three carries, 35 yards and a score, one catch, 50 yards and a score as Kansas City continues to lead Cleveland 21-15.
And all the while, James Conner ringing the bell in Baltimore. Third and five at the seven. Roethlisberger in the shotgun. Decibels go up at M&T Bank Stadium. The Steelers operating left to right. Ben gets the snap. He's back. He throws it to the right. Running for the end zone. Connor hits a touchdown for Pittsburgh. Yeah, and everybody's talking about how Bell is so dynamic in the passing game and the rushing game. That's where they miss him. Well, off of off of the Steelers radio network, we just heard there, that was one of five catches Connor has made through there. 42 yards on the day, a touchdown there, as well as 11 rushes, 77 yards. This guy's having quite a day. It feels like we say that every weekend about yeah, James Connor, though. Pretty much, no doubt about it. All right, let's go to the bold north and check in. Everyone's wondering, will Thielen get 100 yards? I have no idea, but he will get a touchdown. Cousins back to pass. Fires right. Caught! Touchdown! Adam Thielen with a two-yard touchdown. And for Adam Thielen, it is his seventh touchdown this season. He's caught touchdowns in six consecutive games. And the Vikings lead 13-6. Three catches, 16 yards, a score. He's got a five-yard rush as well on the Vikings radio network. Minnesota leads Detroit 17-6. And then there's Greg Olson. Well, I mean, just doing Greg Olson things. On third and goal from the 17. Newton backs up, fires end zone. One-handed grab. Are you serious for the touchdown? Greg Olson, (laughs) he just went out Odell Beckham style and speared it at the T in Panthers. Can he do it? Yes, he can. Panthers radio network there, 41 yards through the air, and that touchdown grab, a one-hander. He's been targeted three times. He's reeled in all three of those. That hookup between Cam and Olsen has been great for years. And old man Olsen on the board early at your tight end position fantasy-wise. All right, there it is. Fantasy ticker number one here on Week 9 National Football League Sunday. We'll have another one coming up in the 1 o'clock Pacific time, 4 o'clock Eastern time hour, checking in on the fantasy ticker yet again. But getting back to the reality ticker, um, right now the Vikings defense continuing to hold down the Lions. They're facing a third and five deep in their own zone, have not touched the end zone yet today, have really had a struggle moving the ball, and they will again as Matt Stafford throws incomplete. Couldn't tell if he was looking for Jones or Galladay on that one. Either way, it didn't work. And now the other thing is the Redskins. This is the one thing, and you've noticed it before, Rich, to think about Alex Smith. Alex Smith, everyone always wonders, gosh, he's a good quarterback. He's got good numbers. Why does it never translate? If Alex Smith has the lead, he's devastating and almost perfect. Yep. If Alex Smith is down by 21 points, you are in trouble. Yeah, I mean, look around the league at guys who you trust with the football in the waning moments of any game. Fourth quarter guys like the Aaron Rodgers, the Big Bens, the Tom Brady's, the Phillip Rivers. I mean, Alex Smith just has never translated into that level of talent, so he needs to play with the lead. He loves to play with the lead. He looks right. the best when he plays with the lead. This was a bad bad position for him to be in early. Yeah, it does not have the lead today. Trailing Atlanta 28-7, to 9.40 to go third quarter. Plenty of time there. All right, the Chiefs are threatening as well. We'll check in on that one. So are the Steelers leading by eight, looking for more. Down the stretch we come. Week nine coming up. All right, second half of these games taking shape. Week nine, National Football League. Ben Roethlisberger sneaks one in. They miss the extra point, but the Steelers enjoy a two-touchdown lead in Baltimore. The score is 20-6 to there. Bears threatening for more as well. 
That drive has stalled, but a likely field goal try is coming to get their lead back to 28 points. And the Chiefs, second time today, Mahomes to Travis Kelsey. They're up 28-15 to in Cleveland. They've scored on all four of their drives. Great to have you with us live, Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Geico.com for a free rate quote. And great to have Fox NFL insider Jay Glazer with us right now as well with the latest in a few different spots. And I want to start in Pittsburgh. Jay, what is going to happen the rest of the year with Le'Veon Bell? We know Week 10 is coming this week. Is he going to report? What's the plan? What do you know? Well, he has to report by next Tuesday in order to even play this year. If he does not show up by Tuesday, he cannot play for the Steelers this year. Um, and that doesn't mean that he's not going to be a free agent after the year. He still can hit free agency. He's already accrued five seasons, so he will be a free agent. Um, but, it's, you know, the, the thing that happened a couple weeks ago is it looked like he was going to come in, and the Steelers want him to agree to a two-week exemption where they don't pay him for the first two weeks, which they don't have to do by, by league rules. But they still have to get him to agree to that before he even signs his franchise tender to even get him to come in there and play. They both kind of dug their heels in. If he doesn't show up next week, let's just say he doesn't show up, and he can't play this year. Okay, again, he, he, could, he will be uh, – can't play it all this year, will be a free agent again. They can't franchise him because if you franchise him – it's now it moves to an average of the top five best players, highest contracts in the league, which obviously I think it's all quarterbacks. Um, so that number is too much. But they can still hit him with the transition tag. And, you know, if they hit him with a transition tag, he can go sign an you know, offer somewhere else, but they have the, mat, the, the right to match it. Um, but in the end, I don't know, I think they keep kind of going back and forth on this. It would probably be just best to just, you know, let them go in free agency, then they'll get a third-round pick as compensation. Gosh, drama in Pittsburgh. Who knew, right? Uh, it feels like every year we're going through <laughs> this with them in some way yeah. or another. I want to bounce around with you while we have you on the line. You know, the Redskins, they had all their issues with Kirk Cousins and the franchise tag. He moves on to Minnesota. That looks like it's working out well. Alex Smith, the trade they made, they have a quarterback who is really underserving them in games like today where they're trailing and he doesn't have what it takes to make the comeback. Are they going to be satisfied with this this quarterback pickup, or could you see a move being made somewhere in the future? Oh, it's the Redskins. They you know pull the trigger fast and then jump out fast a lot of times. So you know, look, Alex Smith. You go look at his numbers the last several years. He is more efficient than most of the quarterbacks in the league. He really is um, a guy. He great winning percentage, great completion percentage. Amazing how he tutors people like Patrick Mahomes last year. Love Patrick, so he took him everywhere. Just really took him under his wing, taught him how to be a pro, and that's what Alex is. Alex is like having a coach out there. Um, but as far as you know, Kirk Cousins, the Vikings, they were looking for some stability at that position. And you know, when you don't have a quarterback in this league, life is miserable. Last year, last year going with Case, and they, they you know, pushed the right buttons, but it was, you know, as you can see, it was a kind of a fairy tale type of year. They finally want some stability, so they're like, you know what, we'll pay. And you really do have to pay at this position – uh, and if you have somebody you think, hey, he's we ha- he has the ability to take us where we need to get to, then it- it's pretty wise to pay for it. Jay Glazer with us. Jay, where do you think Jameis Winston's playing next year? That's a good question. I can't answer that one for you because he's got to he's got to convince somebody. Look, somebody's going to look at him and go, man, I could I could salvage him. The way the egos are in this league, and you have to have a huge ego to be a coach or GM. To say our system, 
we'll get this guy to shine. And I do think there'll be a couple of those teams, but you really got to be convinced that, you know, he is not going to have any issues off the field. When you, when you sit with him, he, he is convincing. He, he, he can kind of, he could definitely wow you in that way, but there's going to be a lot of pushback and a lot of teams that are looking for him. But again, when you don't have one, life is miserable. So you start to convince yourself that, you know, some of the scars on the wall uh, aren't as ugly as they may seem. You know, bouncing around, looking at some teams that are really struggling, whether they have a quarterback or not. The Raiders, one of them, but they just signed their coach to a 10-year deal. Gruden's not going anywhere, but the Bills, they just drafted Josh Allen. He's on the shelf right now. So is Derek Anderson, who came in off the street and got knocked out with a concussion. Now it's Nathan Peterman in there. They're 2-6. Mm-hmm. and six. They're on a three-game losing streak. Looks like it's about to be a four-game losing streak. Is Sean McDermott's job in jeopardy? I, I think they... No, I don't think so because of that quarterback position. I think the quarterback position has just been, you know, so, oh, man, it's, it's kind of indescribable there. Um, but I don't, I don't. I think they did a good job last year. I think they're, they're a better job than, you know, I think he's kind of given them some stability. But I do think after this year, he kind of has one year left there. Um, as far as Josh Allen's concerned, it's interesting because he got a similar injury to what baseball pitchers will have the Tommy John surgery for uh, football players don't really get it, but it was that same kind of ulnar uh, ligament in the elbow, and just got to take some time. It's just got to rest and rehab until he's ready to come back. But if I'm them, I, I don't know if I want to get him back in until the rest of the team starts showing a little bit more stability. Jay, let's hear what's going on with those Raiders. Are, are the players indeed starting to feel like giving up? Are they buying in with what Gruden's doing? What are you hearing? No, I think they're all looking and going, we don't know what's going on here. And that's that's a big problem. I think it's hard to buy in when they get rid of their best player in Khalil Mack. They start trading their other first-round picks. Uh, obviously, nobody there feels safe. I don't think they really understand what the plan is. And, you know, it's kind of hard when you want somebody to buy in on your plan, but you don't know exactly what it is. Uh, that's a little bit difficult. Yes, they're, they're loading up on draft picks, but now you've got to make sure you use those draft picks to buy some studs. And if you miss on those, it's just going to set your franchise back even further. You know, the NFC North is wide open right now. I mean, the top team is the Bears, who looks like they'll improve to 5-3, and three, but they're 4-3 and three going into this weekend. Lions sitting at 3-4 and four in the basement, but not far off the trail. They trade away Golden Tate. What did that say to the team, and what do you think it meant as far as the Lions and, their, and their, their, this season specifically? Well, I think the fact they were able to get a third-round pick. They weren't going to just do it to trade them. Um, they've been talking contract extension with them, but I think after that, they're realizing, I don't know if we can really get it done. So if we can't, we might as well get something big for them, like a third-round pick, and, and that's what you know ends up swaying it for them. But um, I do think that, that look, Detroit uh, with Matt Patricia, he needed to change the culture there. It's not going to happen overnight. And it's going to take a little bit of time. Um, but I also, look, there's one team you're kind of leaving out there, too, is the Vikings. I think the Vikings – you know, they've lost a lot of playmakers this year and still been fighting back and fighting back. When Dalvin Cook came back today, showed a complete, you know, it shows the, the you know, how their offense, how dangerous their offense really could be. And they're with, look, Xavier Rhodes is banged up. Um, Anthony Barr is banged up. When they get a little bit healthier, I do think the Vikings make a run down the stretch. Jay, wonderful to have you today. We appreciate your time. Thanks, guys. All appreciate right, it. there he goes. Jay Glazer, Fox NFL insider, joining us. 
on Red Zone Radio. Okay, Alex Smith hits Harris on a long pass down the field. The Redskins still hoping to have something to say about this game where they trail 28-7 but now move it into Atlanta territory. The Ravens also feeling like, hey, don't go anywhere yet. Alex Collins with a touchdown run, extra point good. And because of the Steelers' missed extra point, we suddenly have a seven-point game in Baltimore. Steelers 20 and the Ravens 13. Kareem Hunt has his third touchdown of the game. The Chiefs are now rolling in Cleveland 34-15. to uh, Fair question to ask, though. Uh, with what's going on in uh, in Pittsburgh, even their kicking situation, which over the years has been really, really stable, not so much this year. They, they've had a case of the yips on extra points. Yeah, it, it kind of feels like it, and it's not completely relegated to the AFC North, but a couple of teams really struggling with this, the Browns and the Steelers, like you mentioned. Uh, it, it's odd. It really is an odd year. I don't know if you make a move midseason, but certainly if this continues and, and you're looking to be a playoff contender, I, I, I mean, do you make a move late? You certainly don't want to sacrifice a season because you didn't make a move when you had time to make that move. So I, I don't know what you do at the personnel from the personnel standpoint when you have a kicker who's been solid for you throughout the years and he's struggling in one year particularly but across the field from them is Justin Tucker one of the greatest in the game so so you know you know he's going to get it done for the most part for Baltimore but all of a sudden we do have a, a seven point game and a very winnable game for the Ravens at home Washington is in the red zone on their first and 10 play from the 20. Alex Smith does the old hit Adrian Peterson in the back when he's not looking play, uh, and that goes for zero yards. So uh, he scrambled out, threw it right to Peterson, who wasn't looking. Uh, That one hit him in the back, second down coming up. Washington absolutely, 100%, unequivocally, must have a touchdown on this drive if they want to stay in this game. Meantime, Vikings trying to drain the clock. We thought maybe... A fireworks game in Minnesota today, 17-6 to is the score. It's already early fourth quarter. They're racing through this one. The Minnesota defense has been suffocating on Matt Stafford. They've sacked him eight times so far in this one, Rich. Yeah, a very underrated pickup, getting Griffin back on the defensive line for the Vikings. Uh, you know, he was going through some some mental issues. Uh, he was shouting at the facility. He was uh, sent home by the team to get right, so to speak. And now he's back, and he is a problem in the backfield of any offense he plays against. And so early returns on him being back on that defensive line, turning out really nicely for the Vikings, absolutely harassing staff. Stafford, as you mentioned. And yeah, when when you have an offensive line who isn't protecting the quarterback in such a quarterback-driven league, you really you, you can't operate. That's the problem with the Giants right now. Eli Manning is getting dogged for his performance, but let's be honest, he's getting sacked like crazy out there. And so Stafford going through a little bit of that here on Sunday. Third and 20 coming up for the Washington Redskins all the way back at the 30. They got to get something out of this drive. So a big play coming up we'll have the latest on that drive coming up in just a moment plus the browns effort to try to stay in this game trailing kansas city by 19 points it's red zone radio on fox sports radio more coming up but first it's time for a jeff allen sports report thanks guys this is the world champion handicapper jeff allen from las vegas got a free selection houston denver in just a second right now jeff allen sports toll-free message phone 18 and one run that's 94 percent winners i'm red hot today L.A. Rams, New Orleans, Green Bay, New England, 
lock parlay of the year, and it's yours free on a recorded message. Call 1-800-870-2283. Tired of losing? I can help. Green Bay, New England. New Orleans, L.A. Guaranteed toll-free on the message phone. 1-800-870-2283. Free pick, Houston, Denver. Texans are off the Thursday night. Win 10 days ago to get ready. Deshaun Watson exploded for five touchdown passes. And Lamar Miller, 133 on the ground. Huge loss. And Will Fuller at wide receiver for the Texans. Denver off the loss at KC. They've lost five of the last six and sit at 3-5 and five on the season. Case Keenum will need to improve on his 10 interceptions for the season. The technicals. The Texans 3-7 and seven versus the AFC and just 2-5 and five against the spread last seven on the road. Denver just 5-16 against the spread versus AFC. Houston 6-1 under on grass, 4-1 under on the road. Denver's 5-2 under at home, and the last six meetings, 5-1 under the total. I like the under for a small play. The big play, New England, Green Bay. New Orleans, L.A. Parlay of the year, and it's yours free on a recorded message. Call 1-800-870-2283. 200 a player can win 2,000 today because all callers are going 5-0. 5-0, big Sunday, toll-free message. 1-800-870-2283. Green Bay, New England, L.A., New Orleans, toll-free recorded message. 1-800-870-2283. Okay, a lot happened in the seven minutes since we've spoken. Oh, yeah. For free winners daily, go to VegasCovers.com, VegasCovers.com. Lions just faked a punt, got it. However, in the midst of all this, I'm watching a fumble right now that the Vikings are going to pick up, take all the way into the end zone. That's a touchdown. Please tell me that that is Everson Griffin. Is that Everson Griffin who just scored a touchdown? Ah! Uh... Come on, turn around. Let me see your name. <laughs> Show me your name. Show me your lightning bolt. Oh, no, wait. That's different. Matt Stafford running on this play, then tried, after crossing the line of scrimmage, a little lateral toss to carry on Johnson. Johnson was not ready for it, to say the least. And this one is going the other way, and the Vikings are pretty much going to put the game away. Look, check it out. It's Daniel uh, Hunter. It's not Everson Griffin, but that's okay. It still counts who, for six points. Who, by the way, very underrated defensive line for them. Uh, he is a problem, as I used to call them up front, as yep. a former offensive lineman. Daniel Hunter, type of guy who I would not want to face on Sundays. And the stat, I, I should say, the, the Vikings really have uh, the Detroit Lions number in a couple of ways. First of all, through two games now, averaging three and a half sacks per game against this team this season and last uh that is the highest amount in the NFL as far as you know divisional rivals go and and here's another thing to point out i realize that golden tate has been around for a lot of these games but matt stafford looks very uncomfortable to me and golden tate no question one of his favorite targets and i understand you got a third rounder for him and i understand it's a new sheriff in town with matt patricia at the helm of this team and they're trying to make changes and make this more of a team uh of of his own build but matt stafford some of these sacks i would count maybe half of them have been caused by him looking downfield and not having that comfortable target to throw it to, at very least target the the pass toward. And I, I I think he's been scrambling more than I'm used to seeing him this season. 
And so some of those sacks may just be because he's not used to looking down the field and not seeing Tate's number. All right, so it's 23-6 for the Vikings. The extra point is on the way there. Other updates. Let's go to Cleveland, where right now the Browns are threatening, but they're doing it with someone named Terod Taylor at quarterback, not Baker Mayfield, who took a hit from a chief defender up around the head area, around the chin, and so they're taking a look at Baker right now, and our old friend Terod Taylor is in the game Right now, end of the third quarter, the Chiefs are up by 19, but a touchdown here, and it's kind of a, hey, don't go away yet sort of a game. Um, But Tyrod Taylor, or Tyrod Taylor, is the one that's going to have to push it across the goal line. Third and goal coming up from the five-yard line for the Browns. Oh, go figure. An offensive lineman's going to come to the defense of an offensive line. Baker Mayfield have been getting a little bit banged up this season so far. They haven't done a great job. But from what I've heard from inside of that organization is he's bringing a lot of that onto himself. He's not calling protections accurately. A lot of the times he's holding onto the ball too long as opposed to throwing it away because he is such an athlete at the position. So Baker Mayfield out to Rod Taylor in. I'm actually expecting this to become a closer ball game now. And also, the Washington Redskins do get the touchdown we were asking for a few minutes ago and then force a quick three and out. So, start of the fourth quarter in Washington, and this one is don't go away yet. Atlanta leads 28-14, but the Redskins inch a little closer and now have the ball. And guess who else has inched a little closer? Oh, It's Ryan Fitzmagic and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who were once trailing 35 to nothing in this game. It's now 35-21. Check that. It was 35-7. 28-0, at one point. Buccaneers, though, now down 14 and still three minutes to go third quarter. Fitzpatrick, three touchdown passes, two to O.J. Howard, and then another one goes to Adam Humphreys. And so Fitzmagic has his three touchdown passes, which seems the norm. (laughs) And it's 35-21. And for those interested in our gambling advice, the over hit on this one halfway through the third quarter, you're welcome. Yeah, and by the way, Fitzpatrick has connected with eight different receivers. He's targeted nine of them. Look, that that is not always a symptom of a, of a great or a very good quarterback, but a guy who is comfortable throwing any route, throwing it to any receiver. Th- those are the those are the kind of stat lines that I look at to really to really see if a guy is is stepping up and into the position and doing a good job. And so Fitzpatrick is. And as I speak, yes, the Browns do convert on a pass. Yep. Uh, it's to Duke Johnson. And was that Baker it back in Baker. the game? Yeah, Baker came back in first play of the fourth quarter. Touchdown. It is now thirty four twenty one. Will the Browns for the first time today? Try to kick an extra point. I'm thinking probably not. And no, they won't. They're going to go for two. Try to make it an 11-point game, which actually makes sense because then you're down by only a touchdown, a field goal with a two-point conversion. Mayfield back to throw. Pocket collapses. He he gets out of there, but now he is sacked. And so they're 0 for 3 on the two-point conversions, 34-21. It would be 34-24 if they just kicked the extra points and, of course, if they actually executed them. All right, we got breaking news in Baltimore. Big Ben Roethlisberger on a scramble, tackled from behind, clean play, but he remains down on the ground. Timeout on the field, and they are taking a look at Ben Roethlisberger in a very close divisional matchup. Pittsburgh leads 20-13, 13 minutes left to go in this game, and now Roethlisberger 
out injured at least for one play, and who knows how long they're taking a look at him right now. Yeah, and looking at the way he went down, I mean, sometimes it can be more serious, and sometimes you could just have the the wind knocked out of you by the ball. But Big Ben, he's had some issues with his ribs in the past, and so I'm curious if the injury wasn't caused by the football sort of being under him when when he took the dive there. We'll definitely check in on that. That could be a game changer, as well, it were. How about a season uh, changer? Yeah. 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 Um, remember now, uh, is Mason Rudolph the backup quarterback in Pittsburgh? I believe that's correct. Yeah, the, Land- the third rounder yes. out, of, out of – Yeah, Landry Jones just got signed by someone yeah, else. he went to Jacksonville. Landry that's Jones correct. is not on the team. So Mason Rudolph is the backup quarterback, the guy that Ben was none too pleased to see picked <laughs> by the Steelers in the third round this year. So I, I would think we're going to see Mason for at least one play. Uh, meantime, Detroit Lions now trailing by a bucket full, 24-6, to uh, and only 5.45 to go in this game now suddenly they've got a little hurry up, a little giddy up going, and Matt Stafford is going to throw the ball a lot, but it seems like likely too little too late. I did not like the Detroit Lions offense today. It just seemed way too conservative, and obviously part of it is the fact that the Vikings defensive line has just owned this game. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. Certain, yeah, they they absolutely have. And and certain decisions made by coaching staffs as far as scheme goes and pl- game plan goes, when they go into a game, they knew this was going to be a hostile environment. They are battling for relevance in the NFC North. Even though they're in last place, they're not far off the lead because you have that tie between the Green Bay Packers and the Vikings. They sit in the middle of this division, and obviously the Bears are rolling right now, leading the thing. But they're only a game off leading this this division so falling behind to a divisional opponent I think they got a little too tight on their game plan and they were definitely trying to force runs as opposed to opening it up more I'm interested to see if that now they're going hurry up that change of pace maybe that is what they should have done the whole game we'll see we'll find out sometimes we find that out too late in games and and like you mentioned it's just time runs out before you can really make hay all right Roethlisberger is out of the game and it's not Rudolph it's Josh Dobbs who comes in on his first play, hucks about a 20-yard pass to Juju Smith-Schuster. It's complete. Pittsburgh gets a first down, and Roethlisberger's right back into the game. So uh, 20-13, all is well there. Let's get a full update on everything going on because down the stretch we come, and here comes David Gascon with the latest. Dave? Yeah, the reason why Dobbs was in and not Mason Rudolph is because he's inactive today. So you have Dobbs as the backup, and he's the only guy right now that will be backing up Ben Roethlisberger. Also because the afternoon games are a few minutes away from kicking off. One note up in the Pacific Northwest, Chris Carson is active today. Even with a sore hip, he'll be battling the L.A. Chargers later this afternoon. All kinds of action today on the field, especially for the defenses, in particular for the Bears and also the Minnesota Vikings. Snap, blitz, throwing. Peterman, open man. The catch is made by the tight end, and he's hit he down. He stripped him. He stripped the ball, and it's picked up by the Bears. Running down the left sideline. Eddie Jackson, he's going in, baby. Touchdown! Touchdown, Bears! Bears Radio Network, they're well out in front, 34-3. It's the start of the fourth quarter. That ball game is on Fox. Sam Darnold just threw a pick six, and he's got two INTs on the day. Miami with the advantage by 10 and a slot fest, 13-3. Pittsburgh with a narrow advantage of 7-20-13. James Conner, 152 total yards in the ball game and one TD. 
And the Panthers, well, I guess they're holding on again for dear life. This time the Buccaneers down by 14. It was 28-7 at one point, and it's now 35-21. Christian McCaffrey, a pair of touchdowns and 117 all-purpose yards. Kansas City, 34. Cleveland, 21. Minnesota, 24. Detroit, 6. And Atlanta by 14. 28 to 14. Later on again this afternoon, guys, you got the Rams in New Orleans against the Saints. They're the lone team right now in the National Football League that is still undefeated. They're two and a half point, they're two point favorites in this ballgame. It's on Fox, Texans, and Broncos. Packers tonight will get the nightcap against the New England Patriots. Dave, good stuff. Appreciate that. Live Geico, Fox Sports Radio Studios. Easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to Geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. Only a hard part figuring out which way is easier. Also, for free winners daily, go to VegasCovers.com, VegasCovers.com. Fourth and 14 for the Detroit Lions. Stafford back to pass, and he will throw, and it is complete. Uh, that one is complete to Kenny Galladay. Golly. Galladay is finally on the <laughs> darn board. Good grief. Anyway, first down for the Lions. They're still in a bad spot. But they will move the chains and move into Minnesota territory. Meantime, Washington trying to get the ball back on Atlanta. Second and long for the Falcons coming up here. Washington trails by two scores. Long pass from Ben Roethlisberger to Jesse James has moved the ball for Pittsburgh into scoring territory for the Steelers. Right now they face a third and eight, but they're well into field goal range. They're at the 19-yard line, already up by seven a Boswell field goal here would even be huge. However, he has struggled. Roethlisberger scrambling throws first down. Juju Smith-Schuster first down just outside the 10-yard line, so it won't be first in goal. However, the Steelers do move the chains. And then meantime, the Kansas City Chiefs now up just 34-21, have a third and three, and they will convert there. They are just an unstoppable offense. The Browns have not been able to stop them all day. And so the Chiefs look like the beat is going to roll on there. Still lots of time on the clock, 12.07 and counting. Chiefs up 34-21. The Bears have added a field goal, just a total route, 34-3 at Buffalo today. And uh, your guy, Nathan Peterman, Rich, with three interceptions on the afternoon. Yeah, by the way, Nathan Peterman is the only player in the Super Bowl era uh, to have 11 interceptions. And this was passed along earlier. He's added to this uh, with uh, 100 or fewer pass attempts. You're talking about five-plus decades of football being played. He is playing monumentally poor football. I, I mean, I hate to do this. I hate to pile on. I'm sure he feels terrible right. about his performance right. as well. But, I mean, I, I, it, 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 is, it is beyond... Uh, reprieve. I, I don't understand two things. One, I don't understand how he's played this poorly. Perhaps, I mean, he's just that that underskilled for the position or, or the offense is that inept. Or or B, I, I mean, when you look at this, you, you say, Buffalo, what are you thinking putting this guy in the game? Right. I, I understand it's embarrassing that you had to go out and get Derek Anderson and start him off the street, and, and, and that stinks to maybe potentially have to do that again and spend the cash. But isn't that better than just holding up the white flag and saying, we're sending in, quite frankly, what we know is a quarterback who's going to right. lose a game for us? Right. No. <clears throat> yeah, it doesn't make any sense to me, and there are people out there and – 
you know, we can have the Kaepernick argument, but even beyond that, like there, there are quarterbacks that, that, that you can go get. Yep. They traded A.J. McCarron right before the season. I didn't understand that at the time. Josh Allen is going to be back soon, probably next week. So that takes care of it for the time being. But what if he gets hurt again? I mean, I understand it's uh, it's not going to be a great year for Buffalo, but I just feel bad for all those players yeah. who work really hard, and then you realize you, your organization's putting someone out on the field that, that, that is not capable of winning an NFL game. Yeah, well, you try to work a trade or, or get a guy like a Sam Bradford or somebody There's backing up. Name. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, uh, uh, Drew Stanton. I mean, they, look, there's competent quarterbacks either buried on the depth charts with the teams they're on or they're available. And they're hired guns. They come in, they'll play for veteran minimum salary, and you'll pay them for whatever games they perform for. These aren't guaranteed contracts. This isn't difficult. I realize it wouldn't be great to try to get a guy caught up in a week, but it's better than this. I mean, it's just better than this. Well, and Sam Bradford had a lot of guaranteed money in Arizona. That's an interesting name this week because you can get him for very cheap, which is something that no team has ever gotten Sam Bradford for before. <laughs> um, right. hey, look at the numbers. $127 million in his career, Sam Bradford, uh, to have a losing record and, and never really uh, be able to even string together a whole lot of health. But that said, uh, Sam Bradford is certainly better than Nathan Peterman. And there are a couple other teams that, you know, you might think would want to kick the tires on Sam Bradford. Would the Giants, would the Jags uh, be interested in bringing in Sam Bradford this week? Right. You know what? I, and I, I wouldn't look past that being a potentiality, especially with the Jaguars who, look, I mean, are they listless right now? No, because that's a down division. I, I think there are plenty of teams that could make a move at quarterback, but I think has what what has come into the, the rhetoric in the NFL that hasn't been there really as much. It, it's become more popular in basketball, of course, and, and, and baseball of late. Uh, it's this idea of tanking. It's this idea of, okay, yeah, you know, we'll stink for a little bit, but as players seem to acclimate better than they ever had going from college to the NFL, why don't we just stink? We'll stink out loud. We'll grab ourselves a high round talent out of the draft and we'll stockpile picks because maybe we could trade away some players before the end of this season and we'll play for 2019. It is becoming a thing in football as well. It's not just relegated to those other sports leagues. All right. Uh, the Detroit Lions back to pass. Matthew Stafford is going to take a sack back at the 22 yard line on second down. Third and goal for the Steelers. Roethlisberger throws for Antonio Brown incomplete. Field goal try coming there. Chiefs just put up a field goal try. It went through the uprights, 37-21. to Chiefs now lead, 9-27 to go in that game. Matt Ryan throwing deep, looking for Julio Jones, incomplete, but that's the most obvious pass interference play you're ever going to see. You knew the flag was coming out well before it even came. Julio was tackled about a second and a half before <laughs> the ball got there, and why would you do that? That was a kind of a prayer sort of a throw from Matt Ryan and the Redskins on third and 13, needed to get the ball back down by two touchdowns. Now instead, they're going to set up the Falcons in the red zone. Yeah, I understand that playing college football. If you're clean beat, in fact, I, I'd prefer you to tackle a guy than let him haul it in uh, down in the low red because it's a 15-yard penalty. But, but but in the NFL, it being a, a spot foul the way it is, you don't do that. You, you just don't do that. I don't care if you're face guarding him. You find a different way. Maybe try to knock the ball away as you go to the ground with him after the catch is secured. But Julio Jones, I, that's that's part of being a receiver in the league this, this day and age. It's not about just catching 
catching the balls and getting the touchdowns. It's also about drawing the penalties, which happen fast and furious nowadays in the NFL. Yep, and a piece of cake touchdown on the very next play as Matt Ryan throws to Mohamed Sanu. However, there's a flag, and Matt Ryan looks furious, which you rarely see on a football field. So something tells me this is going to be a pick play, and the Falcons are going backwards. Yeah, the looks on their faces say it all. The Falcons are going backwards on that one. So they continue to lead 28-14. Big field goal for the Steelers is up and good. So they are now up by 10, 23-13, 8-26 to go. Baltimore about to get the ball back. Oh, and Rich, guess who's threatening? Who? First and goal at the one-yard line. Oh, is Kevin? Yeah. I expose people to magic. Yeah, 35-21, Panthers lead. But the Bucks are knocking on the door, and they're only a minute into the fourth quarter. I'd stick around for that one if I were you. More coming up on Red Zone Radio. Never mix mistakes. Never use a plaything. I expose people to magic. All right, free winners. DailyVegasCovers.com. VegasCovers.com. Ryan Fitzpatrick. Adam Humphreys, touchdown, 13.44 to go, Panthers 35, Tampa by 28, it was 35-7, it's now 35-28. I expose people to magic. It's almost as if you can predict this stuff before the game, it's almost as if Tampa Bay should spot the other team 20 points, because Fitz doesn't get going until he's down by double digits. Got to walk up right to that cliff. You got to feel alive knowing that it's all on the line. I love this story. I'm selling the house and moving to Tampa Bay, by the way. We're going to be doing this show remote right. for now on. Okay, good luck. Because yeah. I need to be close to this. I think there's something special happening in Tampa Bay. I don't know what it is, but the guy's got a beard, and now I'm going to follow him like an apostle. Yeah. I, I, I can't believe what we're seeing out of Ryan Fitzpatrick. 14th year in the league. Uh, backing up Jameis Winston, comes in while he's serving a suspension. Again, to use the word inappropriately, so it is magic. And then Jameis gets benched. He goes in and and damn near wins the game last week that Jameis dug themselves such a deep hole, and he's doing it again today against Carolina. I can't believe this story this season. Now, with that said, unsurprisingly, the Panthers are flying right back down the other direction at this point and now have the ball well into Tampa Bay territory at the 27-yard line on a first down after a nice pass from Cam Newton to Greg Olson, who's starting to look good as one of the best tight ends in football again. Uh, And Cam Newton on the very next play will roll out a design play, and he'll gain another six or seven yards down to the 20-yard line. Uh, But, again, plenty of time left in this game. There are two things I think about. A, Tampa Bay's never out of a game, and B, Carolina might be the most under-discussed Super Bowl contender in the NFL this year. Agreed. Agreed. You know, the funny thing about Carolina is I think they don't get their due because Cam Newton does not fit the mold of a normal quarterback in the NFL. This day and age, everybody has a pocket passer who's very polished, who can uh, read defenses and get the ball to the open receiver and run a very complex scheme. That's not Cam's game. It never has been. But he's proven to be durable this season, albeit he's had his injuries in the past, uh, none the least of which to his throwing shoulder in the recent in 
the recent past. So there's not a ton of trust that he's going to be the guy to lead them the whole way. But this was a Super Bowl contender within the last five years. And so if they can stay healthy, which they seem to be this season, play decent defense, decent enough, which they are, they can put points up on the board in a big hurry when Olsen's going and McCaffrey now is going. And Cam Newton, quite frankly, with this North Turner offense, he's going too. So this is this is something to watch. It's definitely been a back burner item, though. Field goal for the Ravens. They're within seven. 23-16, 5-23 to go. Uh, the Steelers will get the ball back now. And then we also have this update that I want to pass along. Uh, Rich, if I asked you... Name the one player in the NFL right now that would surprise you most if I told you he just scored a touchdown. Now, exclude defensive players. Okay. If I could take any player who's been playing offense this morning that would most surprise you that he just scored, what would you say? Boy, he himself? uh, Correct, uh, yes. He actually was the one who put the ball over the goal line. Oh, boy. Uh, I'm trying to think who just scored recently. I'm guessing Nathan Peterman. Touchdown, Nathan Peterman Ah! and the Buffalo Bills. Oh, glorious. They're on the board. It is now 34-10 to in favor of the Bears, but Nathan Peterman at least has this moment going for him. Something tells me it might be his last moment in the NFL. Uh, but uh, he you did know, score a touchdown. Oh, sorry, thirty-four to nine. They went for right. two and didn't get it. Of course, maybe. How hey, else you know, would you end that play? I just thought of something. What's Perhaps uh, he's miscast. Maybe Nathan Peterman's a running back. He's a running and we back. Just didn't, yeah, we just didn't know it until today. You, and you want to know who the leading rusher is for the Bills today? Explain it to me. Oh boy, no. Is it really? Is it Nathan Peterman? Nathan Peterman, seven oh. carries, forty-one oh. yards. And a touchdown. Boy, at least someone's trying for the Bills today. I don't know about the rest of these guys, but Nathan Peterman (laughs) is really putting in yeoman's effort. I will say this, that that's it. Look, I mean, you have to throw the ball a lot when you're trailing, you know, by 30-something points in this game. 41 Uh, times he's thrown the ball. Uh, my my assessment is that um, of those 41 attempts where he's dropped back, there were, or I should say those 41 attempts is a lot, but there's been way more than that, and those seven carries are him running for his life trying to find an open receiver down the field and converting some yardage um, because he's also been sacked three times for negative 13, so he's had to make up some ground. Yeah, this is as bad of a football game as I think we've seen played this year by any team. The Buffalo Bills... I mean, their quarterback is breaking records in the wrong direction. This has been a terrible season. All right, we can update this. It looks like it's a a wrap in Washington. Matt Ryan to Julio Jones, touchdown 38-14. The Falcons now lead at Washington, so that's over. And Curtis Samuel for the second time today from Cam Newton, touchdown. And so the Carolina Panthers are back up by 14 points. No worries, though. Nine minutes to go. Plenty of time for Fitzmagic to do his thing. He likes the challenge, so that was actually very smart by the Bucs to let Carolina score.
Yeah, you know, in Tampa Bay, we mentioned, uh, you know, how how fast Carolina should and can and did score on that drive. Uh, Realistically, this is going to be the tone of the entire day because Tampa Bay can't stop anyone. They are leading the NFL in points allowed against their defense at 33.3 per game. I mean, it's been Swiss cheese all year. Dirk Cutter and that, that defensive staff has their work cut out for them because, quite frankly, I, I, they're just not, they're just not playing defense. They're, they're, everybody's scoring like Carolina is scoring on them this season. They've just been able to stay in it because there's something magical happening at quarterback, and it's, that's all there. That's all there is to say about. Yeah, that. it's officially final in Minnesota. The Vikings defeat the Lions by a score of twenty-four to nine. Also, we haven't talked much about it for good reason. No offensive touchdowns in the game between Miami and the Jets. However, it looks like Miami's got a pretty good stranglehold on this one right now. They lead 13-6. to They're at the two-minute warning, and they have the ball. Haven't mentioned a little while that KC taking some more time off the clock. They lead in Cleveland 37-21, but they just kicked it away. Um, so the Browns are about to get the ball back in that one. And then, of course, the Bears putting the finishing touches on the Bills. And then Ryan Fitzpatrick is about to get the ball back in Carolina, trailing against the Panthers by a score of 42 to 28. So, down the stretch on the fourth quarter of those games, get you ready for the second session games as well, coming up next. Okay, let's wrap these puppies up and get ready for the afternoon session. Taking the field in the Pacific Northwest, a guy gaining MVP consideration by the name of Philip Rivers. The Demarius Thomas Bowl also just about to kick off in Denver. The Texans are in town. Did Demarius really have to leave town just to get on a flight to come right back? We're live in the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you. 15% or more on car insurance. Geico.com for a free rate quote. Also, finishing touches still need to be put on. In Baltimore, Pittsburgh with the seven-point lead and the ball, 23-16. However, facing a third and long right here, Baltimore would stand to have the ball back. And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with 6.44 to go in Carolina, still trailing by 14, but they've got the ball and a big third and two coming up. We're looking at Ben Roethlisberger. He's going to take a sack back at his own 40 on minute 36 and counting. Baltimore's got no timeouts. But they're going to get the ball back here, likely with something uh, in the neighborhood of 50 seconds to go, and they need a touchdown, so not out of the question. You heard Dave say it. The Bears tacked on a touchdown. If you started Trubisky today, he finally got you something. He hits Trey Burton for a touchdown. All Bears in Buffalo today, 41-9 to is the score. All right, Rich, your old team. Uh, the Chargers in Seattle today. We've Better talked a lot Chargers. about the fact that this team, they're 5-2, and two, but they've played two really good teams, and they've lost both those. And they play five not-so-good teams, and they've won all of those. Uh, there's no shame in anything they've done, but I feel like this is their first real, hey, prove that you are elite game. Tough task for them in Seattle today. Yeah, you know, and 5-2 and two record off the bye week, healthy. 
That is the first time I've been able to say after eight <laughs> weeks or nine weeks of football that the Chargers are healthy in about five years. Yeah. Uh, this team has struggled with huge, decimating injuries to their roster. I was part of a year where we had to play five different centers to finish out the season. I'm talking starting centers uh, to finish out a, a, an NFL season. Uh, so it, they, they have been spoiled with riches as far as talent goes. They just haven't been able to keep them on the field. But finally, this season, all those pieces seem to be falling into place after losing Hunter Henry in the offseason to an ACL. It really seemed like the bleeding stopped, and now they're they're healthy coming off the bye week and looking to prove something at Century League Stadium, which is an exceedingly difficult place yes. to play football. It gets loud there. The 12th man is real, and the Seahawks are real too, by my eye. All right, 44 ticks to go in Baltimore. The Ravens will have the ball at about their own 25-yard line, so that's where Joe Flacco and potentially Lamar Jackson take over to see if they can get a miracle strike to tie the game. Pittsburgh up 23-16. It's a final in Miami. The offenses did not score touchdowns, but the Dolphins beat the Jets by a final of 13-6. And now a big third down coming up in Carolina for Tampa Bay and company. 5.48 to go. The Panthers lead this one 42-28, and Ryan Fitzpatrick and company have third and 12 coming up. Obviously, it's four-down territory, uh, but so they've got a couple of downs to keep the chains moving, and they are just shy of midfield. Kansas City Chiefs have the ball. Final minute and a half of play in Cleveland, 37-21. The Chiefs are going to win this one, but the Browns, you know, Baker Mayfield is good for a couple of turnovers a game, and he did it again today. But by the same token, I feel like they put up a pretty decent effort today against one of the best teams in the NFL. Yeah, Freddie Kitchens, new offensive coordinator with the Browns. He was elevated from running backs coach when Todd Haley lost his job this week. He said in the media that he was going to try to simplify things, make things a little bit easier to operate, play to the strengths of the players better. And I think that's what we witnessed watching this Cleveland game. They're just going against such a better and and, and more polished offense, quite frankly. I, I don't think anybody can stop the Chiefs really right now. The way they're playing football is just astounding uh and the last time these two quarterbacks met up in college football was astounding Oklahoma Sooners Texas uh, Texas Tech uh, I, I think Mahomes broke a NCAA record for pass attempts at 88 threw for over 700 yards and Baker he had a great outing too they won that one the Sooners did in Baker Mayfield side this time it's going to be vengeance uh and it's going to be Mahomes taking the win as as far as uh this this first this first tilt in the NFL goes between these two quarterbacks. Yeah, that one's almost done. 24 seconds to go. The Ravens, uh, the Ravens' fury uh, here at the end is not going well. 11 seconds to go, and they've gone backwards, so the Steelers yeah. in good shape. Also, I said four-down territory for Tampa Bay. That is unless you take a major negative play on third down, which they did. They went ahead and kicked it away. So, Panther ball, 4.52 to go at a two-touchdown advantage. We'll see how aggressive Cam Newton and his offense are here. They're down at their own nine-yard line, so I'd expect a steady diet of running the ball. Tampa Bay does have two timeouts, two-minute warning still ahead. So if they can get a three-and-out here, uh, they're still actually in very decent shape to play in this ball game. Uh, first down play there goes for uh, only about a yard for Christian McCaffrey. So, uh, indeed, second and nine coming up. Russell Wilson and company with the ball first. 
here in Seattle today, taking on a Charger defense, by the way, Rich, that was supposed to get Joey Bosa back. That was the report a couple of weeks ago. Now, seems like it was completely off that he's still weeks away from returning. Maybe it was a Liz Frank injury. We've yet to see Joey Bosa at all, and I'm not sure when we are going to see him. Well, they listed him as having a bruised foot, or at very least, that's what was reported. And I looked at that and said, hmm, a bruised foot that's going to take weeks and weeks and weeks to get better from? This sounds like a break. Now, I, I don't know if it's a break. And, and quite frankly, I don't know if anybody does, because Joey Bosa has been away from the team uh, training on his own accord. And so I, I'm interested to see where this story goes with Bosa, because this defense looks different without him. They've had to get more creative and have. Gus Bradley sending a lot of pressure. Uh, that's kind of his style anyway, even since his uh, his time with the, the the Seattle Seahawks. And that was while Brandon Meebane was, so they return home to play against the Seahawks. But this is uh this is gonna be an interesting game from that from that standpoint. How badly are they gonna miss that pass rush, especially going against an elite guy like a Russell Wilson scrambling around out there? All right, flag down. It's because of an illegal pass. They're gonna get this all cleaned up on the final play in Baltimore. It's over the Steelers defeat the Baltimore Ravens 23 to 16 and the Steelers uh to the point that that you've made a couple of times here uh boy all the drama and seemingly the struggles out of the gate uh have all been put in the rearview mirror and suddenly the Steelers are in great position to win their division yet again yeah, five two and one from that Cleveland tie. That's where that tie ball game comes into play, and this is their first road victory. Uh, because again, in, in that Cleveland game, that could have been a win for them, but it was on the road. They lost an earlier game, and so here they are, one and one on the road, and five and two and one overall on the year, and looking like they always do this time of year. As soon as you can start smelling uh, turkey. Uh, the Steelers just turn into the playoff Steelers. They get ready to make the run. And so down the stretch, I expect nothing less. We'll see Pittsburgh in the playoffs. Ravens, very interesting team here. Now they sit at 4-5. and five, And they were one of the favorites in the AFC to make a real run at being a wild card or potentially winning this whole division outright. There have been improvements made defensively. This offense, though, Mark, am I, am I complete? It looks flatter than I thought it would yes. coming out. Uh, the run game hasn't gotten going. Uh, Flacco, less inspired than I thought he would look with a with a first round draft pick at his position behind him. It it just they're not getting it done offensively. No, they they they've looked this way really when you think about it for the better part of about four years. Um, and, and so yeah, even with Lamar Jackson coming into the fold, does that light a fire under Flacco? Maybe not. They just seem to lack those dynamic playmakers, and so uh, it, they fall to a losing record, not in good shape. Um, okay, Ryan Fitzpatrick and the Bucks have the ball back as they did force a three and out. So still 340 to go. And Fitzpatrick is going to throw this one down the field, and it is intercepted by cool. the Carolina Panthers on first down. Long pass down the field. However, the Buccaneers lost a timeout on the last drive. So now only one timeout to go, and the Panthers get it right back. 337. They will review this to make sure feet were in bounds. Uh, and, and everything was held on to, but going to the ground, this looks like a good interception on the part of the Panthers. Also, want to pass along that the Houston Texans just went on an opening drive touchdown. This was great. For a while, until that touchdown throw from Deshaun Watson, he was 2 of 2 for 49 yards. Guess what? 
Demarius Thomas, two catches, 49 yards. They went right to their new target right away for two plays, got all the way down on the field, and then that set up in the red zone, Jordan Thomas, the tight end with the touchdown catch for the Texans, an opening drive TD in Denver for an upstart Texan team that is now 5-3 and three and really starting to gather the attention, I think, of some eyes around the league. Yeah, sort of leapfrogging uh, the the Ravens in that AFC wild card contender. Well, really wild card. I mean, that division could They're be won outright win by the then. division. Yeah, you know, I, I do I do enjoy seeing an offensive coach get a new toy. Right. Uh, so every single offense does the same thing to start a game. They have about ten plays scripted where if they stay on track, which I mean they don't end up in a third and long situation and have to depart from the game plan, they have about ten plays scripted that they know they want to get to and that they've practiced throughout the week. And clearly that 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 pass to uh, 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 Thomas was on the list. You know they they set it up. They had the route just right. They knew Watson was going to look off the safety. They practiced it all week. And and here they go off to the races. So getting him early work uh, is going to be a great thing. It'll buoy their success against the Broncos because, again, they're playing in Denver. While the Broncos have kind of had a lopsided year, 3-5 and five entering into this one, they are a, a pretty decent home team. They've, they've either played close or won uh, uh, half of the games they played on their home turf. And Mile High always proves to be difficult. Those fans get charged up for home games. Seahawks have the ball in Chargers territory. Can the Buc- Buccaneers get the ball back in the hands of Ryan Fitzpatrick. We'll take a look at both of those games as we continue on Red Zone Radio, Fox Sports Radio. All right, Panthers have the ball, only 40 seconds to go. Victory formation, Fitzmagic held at bay. Panthers 42, Buccaneers 28. Final in Carolina, the Panthers are 6-2. and two. Wow. Yeah. I mean, deservedly so. That's a that's a talented football team putting it together at the right time. Don't impress me early. Uh, impress me late. This is uh, this is the story of the NFL, and and a lot of these teams that are battling out in say the NFC North or really the AFC South until the uh, the Texans really emerged. This is this is the time of the season where where football really matters. The games really count. Everybody ratcheting it up. And speaking of which, in a game that I think matters a great deal for both the teams, uh, Seattle has the ball leading seven nothing early goings. Chargers visiting them at Central. Yep, uh, right down the field to Jerron Brown. Russell Wilson was really good on the opening drive, 3 of 4 for 30 yards. They also got the running game involved. Chris Carson, 5 carries for 32 yards. Mike Davis touched the ball 3 times, only had 4 yards. Rashad Penny even got a carry that went for 9 yards. So they utilized a lot of different players. Uh, The receiving game as well, 3 different players catch balls from Wilson. They go down the field 7-0, and I'll tell you this from watching this one, Uh, Boy, the Chargers need Joey Bosa back, and they need him back now. Uh, They cannot generate a pass rush. Wilson's got all day. And then on the ensuing kickoff, Desmond King drops the ball right around the goal line, picks it up, and the Chargers are going to start the drive at their own five-yard line. So Philip Rivers walking onto the field, and he just gave gave himself a little father and the son and the Holy Spirit, and that might be because he's in Seattle on his own five-yard line. Uh, so he he needs he needs something right out of the gate. This one looks sloppy for the Chargers. Seven nothing Seattle. But 
Here comes the Chargers offense that's going to get Melvin Gordon back today. Uh, He's out there as the starting running back. Missed their last game with a hamstring injury. This group has been good all year. Yeah, they have. And and Austin Eckler, his backup, I think has done a great job in that role. He had to really take the reins during that Titans game prior to their bye week in London. And they got the win. They survived. The run game looked different. And everybody said, well, that's because Melvin Gordon wasn't there. I, I disagree. I think the Titans committed the entirety of their defense to the line of scrimmage. And that's why we saw Tyrell Williams have such an amazing outing. They only had about 40 plays offensively, but they made all of them count they were extremely explosive and it was because the titans committed all of their efforts up front to the line of scrimmage trying to stop that that vaunted chargers run game that 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 really opened up for the first time in a big way against the cleveland browns where they just ran all over them in cleveland before going to london but here we are watching an opening possession by the chargers on their own goal line as the Seahawks lead 7-0 early. They are well out from under that right away as Keenan Allen on an end around goes for 28 yards on first down, and then the very next play, it's a 10-yard swing pass to Melvin Gordon for another first down, so the Chargers in two plays are already knocking on the door of midfield in Seattle. They're looking good. I can tell you who's not, and that's the Denver offense. No more Demarius Thomas, maybe a little bit more Cortland Sutton, but right now they can barely even get a yard the Texan defense holding them down. They lead this one 7 to nothing. And then also, all eyes in the big game at New Orleans today, the Saints and the Rams. Who do you favor here in this one? Boy, I, I favor the Rams, and it's just because they've been – They've been so good, and I realize they're undefeated, and chances are they'll get beat at some point. And their only loss on the road since Sean McVay has taken over, and this is an interesting stat, was to a dome team, and that was to the Minnesota Vikings earlier. Th- uh, or, or, or this was uh, was it this season? Or have have they fallen? No, they're no, still was, undefeated. Yeah, that was the, that was the end of last season. End of last and year. So, so when you look at, at the Rams team, you say fast track, indoor, definitely going to be a win for that, or I shouldn't say definitely, but should be a win for them since they're rolling so hot, but their, their only loss on the road has been to a dome team. So I know this is a toss up, but I just look at the Rams and I see a more complete team in LA, even though they're playing in New Orleans. I'll tell you what, this is very early going back to the game in Seattle. Just to update you there, Phillip Rivers has already moved the Chargers into Seattle territory on a first down throw and catch to Terrell Williams. And uh, again, very early, but I just think we're so conditioned over the years to think about when you go to Seattle, your offense is in for a really hard day, but that's just not the same defense anymore. The weather is beautiful up there in Seattle today. And I tell you what, like uh, if these opening drives are any indication, <laughs> you buckle up because yeah. both of these quarterbacks are just sitting back there with moss growing on their shoulders, looking for receivers. They've got all day long, both offensive lines off to a really good start. And so it could be a high scoring game today in Seattle. And is there any better team than the Chargers to face a road battle, especially with a loud crowd? This is a team who plays every single game away That's because right. when when at they a play home, quarterback, at a, sure. Well, and they play at StubHub, and that crowd is is sizable in favor of the opponent, whoever is visiting Southern California. Uh, The Chargers have very little buzz of their own going in L.A. currently, and so they've played in front of an away crowd every single game over the past two seasons. 
the London game withstanding right. because there was about a 50-50 crowd and there were a lot of Charger supporters out there in England. And so that was the only reprieve. This is a battle-tested road team going into Seattle at probably the right time of the season. All right, they're facing a third down here as Rivers hits Virgil Green over the middle. So a third and five. They're on the outskirts of field goal range. And if they don't get it, something to keep in mind, they 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 uh, cut their second kicker, a guy by the name of Michael Badgley, who had been signed when Caleb Sturgis got hurt, and Badgley had been perfect, perfect for two or three weeks, but now Sturgis healthy again. They cut Badgley, put Sturgis back in there, who had struggled, so you wonder how much they're relying on their kicking game today. However, on that third and five, uh, a penalty before the snap on Seattle, and boom, uh, it's going to be a first down for the Chargers, and now we've got pushing and shoving on the field uh, between a lot of players. So uh, things are already getting a little bit tense in Seattle. Keep you up to date. But the ball is in the air in New Orleans, and we're going to see Drew Brees and the offense of the Saints first against the Rams. And I tell you what, Rich, I'll be shocked today if either team falls shy of 25 points. I would be shocked in this game. You know game. what? The only, the only, the only contention that I can have to that statement is the Rams have a real defense, and when they show up, they can hold people at bay. You know what? Though on the road, I remember when they went to Seattle, and that was a high-scoring shootout. That's that's the sort of game I'm expecting to see. This one being something like you know a, a 28 to to 35 uh, win in favor of the Rams with a late score to seal it. Uh, I I don't see this being. A, a walkover by Drew Brees and these Saints who no. are playing some inspired defense as well, that, by the way. Yeah, that's true. However, I just think both offenses on this track are going to be a little bit too much for the defenses. Dante Fowler gets in there for the Rams. We'll see. I just don't know, especially in today's day and age, the rules that are at play. I yep. don't know how stoppable in this stadium the New Orleans Saints offense really is. So uh, we see them first. Chargers with a run from Austin Eckler into the red zone. So it's going to be first and 10 at the Seattle 15-yard line. Here's Rivers handing off to Melvin Gordon. He's going to go up the middle just for about a couple on that one. So second down and long coming up. The Saints off and running Kamara with the first two touches, and they've already got their first first down of the day as well. So watching that one, also the Broncos offense back out in the field, continuing to trail 7 to nothing at home against the Houston Texans. It's all Phillip Lindsay in the backfield today as Royce Freeman is out injured again. Uh, but also we're looking to see how much more they might involve Cortland Sutton, he was a big reason why they traded Demarius Thomas to the team that they're playing coming up today. Yeah, this is going to be a very interesting weekend as far as some of the new acquisitions. I realize we don't get to see Golden Tate uh, with the Philadelphia Eagles yet. They're on by, but at very least we get to see what Thomas looks like in a Houston Texans jersey and playing against his old squad. Uh, You know what? The trade deadline in the NFL, actually, I I don't know if you feel similarly. It fell flat for me because I was expecting to see a quarterback move. I I thought that we were going to see a Derek Carr move. I thought we were going to see Jacksonville look for somebody maybe on someone's too deep to bring in and sort of man the ship while Blake Bortles has been a bit of a head scratcher over his career down there even though they extended him I I was expecting to see something happen and nothing did but we saw a couple of big name receivers move and we got one on the field for the Houston Texans today third and two for the Chargers and they're going to get a first down based on Phillip Rivers just being really smart he draws Seattle offsides That's going to move the chains. 
Uh, unless one of the officials saw a charger move, they're talking it over. Rivers is right in the middle of the officials' huddle, uh, and, and it's going to be a false start on the Chargers. I oh, bet wow. how many how many times have you seen that, Philip Rivers, right in the face of the refs? I bet you've seen it quite a bit. Oh yeah. Well, I remember <laughs> when I was playing there. The two years I was there, I probably started the majority of my my games that I, I started with the Chargers, and so having Philip Rivers on the field for all of those starts, and and having to pull him physically, pull him away from officiating crews <laughs> on three separate occasions, if I'm remembering correctly, it may have been even more than that. Where I'm like, you're gonna get us another penalty, like, right. or or like, <laughs> hey, we're about to kick the extra point, like we need to get off the field now. Uh, it, it, the guy, the guy is fiery, is a competitor, and he'll fight tooth and nail to the very last whistle blow. Uh, and sometimes he'll he'll argue about those whistle blows. Well, this time, uh, the flag thrown by the officiating. The crew. other thing he'll do is throw perfect passes. He hits Terrell Williams in the corner of the end zone, twelve yard touchdown strike from Philip Rivers. So the Chargers come right down the field and answer the touchdown drive of the Seattle Seahawks. Seven to six. Extra point coming up from Caleb Sturgis. They will review this. Williams is right on the sideline. He catches it cleanly. Knee down before shoulder goes out of bounds. I'm going to go ahead and call that review good right now. That one's going to count. Touchdown Chargers on the final play of the first quarter. Uh, meantime, a field goal attempt coming up for the Broncos. That drive stalls in part because Cortland Sutton dropped what would have been a touchdown pass. And the Saints are driving as well. They're going to go for it on fourth and one. At the Rams' 37-yard line, Breeze is going to toss the ball off to uh, Taysom Hill, who looks and now will run and easily get the first down inside the 30. That guy is a crazy athlete. More to discuss on him coming up. We'll do that in a minute, but it's a first down for the Saints. Let get, uh, David Gascon in here. Full update on a busy day around the league. Man, I need to go for a walk. Can you guys continue for a little wow. bit? Wow! <laughs> that uh, no, I'm out of breath. That that pizza that uh, was, was oh, swallowed by the entire crew was yeah. just. It's, it's uh, how's it sitting for you? Doing all right? Yeah, it's What's all right. Happening? Alex, yeah. Alex okay. and Lee ordered a super vegan style <laughs> they pizza. They did. Yeah, it so. ve- it's called the vegan explosion. Uh, and yeah, yeah, the, I, the explosion comes after you eat it. Listen, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this right now. I, you know, I, I I see the pizza, I smell the pizza. It, everything looks like pizza. I'm not eating the pizza. I'm not doing that. What are you above it now? I'm not saying I'm above it. I mean, I'm just saying he's I. He's kind of saying that he's above it. Yeah, it too healthy for you. Yeah, vegan pizza. Here's the thing. I grew up in New York, and this feels. I I, I mean, this just feels almost against a religion. If I had any, <laughs> this this doesn't feel right. I don't want to have a slice and be like, oh my god, I love vegan pizza. I just want pizza to be pizza, and I want to go home after this show and remember pizza that way. But you're well traveled, so would you rather prefer deep dish or the New York style? Oh, come on. New York side. Now, don't get me wrong. If you want to walk down the path with me, Chicago Deep Dish, I've had it in my life. And do I enjoy it? Absolutely. But that's more of a pie of cheese and sauce than it is an actual <laughs> oh, pizza. smug son of a... Oh, yeah. Wow. If I got a fork and knife of pizza, I'm not, I'm not really pizza-ing. You understand? I, I get it. I get it. Guys, uh, <laughs> lots of action today in the National Football League. A few games going on right now. One of them in Denver. Third down and two at the Denver 7. Watson in the gun with Miller to his left. Deshaun calls for the ball. Here's the snap. Watson with the rush on. Throws to the end zone. Left side and caught by Jordan Thomas. Touchdown, Houston. Seven-yard TD pass. 
Texans Radio Network, they have the advantage 7-3 to three over Denver. Meanwhile, as Mark had just mentioned, Phillip Rivers and the Chargers <laughs> march right down the field with little resistance from Seattle. Ball game right now up in the Pacific Northwest. The home team from Seattle leads right now 7-6. to six. <laughs> yeah. Mark, oh, you're laughing way, because... <laughs> because Caleb Sturgis missed the damn extra point. I, just, I screamed about this all week. The Chargers finally you found a kicker it. who made their actual kicks, and they cut the guy. <laughs> what are they doing? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Alvin Kamara just scored for New Orleans, so they lead the Rams right now, pending a PAT 6 to nothing. That ball game is on Fox. And, guys, just a couple quick notes from earlier today. One of them with the Washington Redskins. They lost at home to Atlanta, but both their guards, right guard Brandon Scherf and also the left guard Sean Laval, are, were taken off the field at some point today. Scherf is going to have an MRI on his injured shoulder. Laval was wheelchaired off the field with an injured knee. No word yet on each of their status, but stay tuned on all that. Could be trouble for Washington. All right, Dave, great stuff. We appreciate you. Live Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with GEICO. Go to GEICO.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Uh, let's jump in for a few minutes with our friend Chris Myers, who was on the call today for the Bears at the Bills, and it was a runaway uh, for Chicago, 41-9. to They end up winning this game. Chris, great to have you. What kind of a contender? We're still trying to figure these new Bears out. They look good, but but is this a true divisional champion playoff contender in your mind? Yeah, that's a good question. And today was, uh, and it's good to, good to talk to you. Not, not a true test because Buffalo's half a team, but Buffalo's a very good defense, and it was a road trap game for the, for the Bears after last week, kind of getting past the Jets when they were home in Chicago. Uh, but their defense took over in the, in the second quarter. They had four takeaways. They had two defensive touchdowns. The offense didn't, didn't click all that well, but again, it was a good Buffalo defense. I do believe in, in Trubisky as, as the quarterback, uh, Jordan Howard and, and Tariq Cohen in, in the running game. Uh, but I think this Bears defense, Khalil Mack didn't play. That's where he played his college ball in Buffalo, so only missed the second game of his career. But he'll be good to go next week uh, when they take on the Lions. And the Bears actually played three uh, of their next games are against division opponents. Uh, they have the Lions of the Vikings and then the Lions again on Thanksgiving. And they're in first place right now, even though Minnesota won today. And and yeah, I think because their defense is that good, even though they have a first-year head coach and a second-year quarterback, I think they're as good as anybody in the in the division, at least because their defense can score for them and, and keep them in games. So you watch Buffalo all Sunday long. If you're looking at them and you're trying to fix them, what do you do first? Well, they, they had chances to add some offensive talent around the quarterback position. First of all, you don't win if you have to coach around your quarterback, and that's what they had to do with Nathan Peterman. Uh, LaShawn McCoy is a 30-year-old running back. They say he's in the plans next year. He hasn't scored a touchdown this year. He does not look that effective. Ivory ran better than him today, Chris Ivory, before suffering a shoulder injury. But I, I do think Josh Allen, who they drafted number one, will be the quarterback they can lean on once he's healthy. He's weeks away. They expect him to play and get some valuable time later in the year. But they need other offensive playmakers. I, I don't know where you get it. Their receiving core drop passes, ran the wrong routes. Uh, I think it put them in positions that made it more difficult on, on the quarterback, Nathan Peterman, uh, who is not the, a guy who I think will be here uh, very much longer, at least next year in the plan. So develop Josh Allen and, and add some offensive players around him, and I think maybe you can contend again. Chris, it was great to have you for a few minutes to uh, just get a little bit of a sense of what it was like there in Buffalo today. Bears win it 41-9. to Thanks so much for checking in. 
Okay, we'll talk to you soon. Take care. All right, there he goes. Chris Myers, Bears all over Buffalo, 41-9. Okay, Chargers stop Seattle on three and out, so even though they missed an extra point, uh, they're going to get the ball back here momentarily. Seattle leading this one 7-6. to six. We're about to see the Rams offense for the first time as the Saints went right hot knife through butter touchdown to open up that game 7-0. They lead uh, in New Orleans, and the Texans continue to lead Denver 7 to nothing. And I'll just say that Demarius Thomas, I'm sorry, 7-3, to Demarius Thomas looks very different in a Texans uniform. Maybe it was the offense that was holding Thomas down as opposed to the other way around. I know it's early, but uh, just a thought there, Rich. Yeah, and I think you're you're onto something there. Billy O'Brien, if he's anything, he's an offensive wizard. He was the offensive coordinator when I was with the New England Patriots. We enjoyed some of the greatest successes that offense has had in the the twenty some odd, or I should say, the two decades or, or some odd years that it's been since Brady took over with Belichick there. Um, so so this is no question a better situation for Thomas now playing for the Houston Texans down the stretch of this season I expect great things because with Fuller down with that ACL tear the week before picking up Thomas in trade he's going to step right into that role of being a deep threat down the field guy to take the top off the defense and DeAndre Hopkins what a compliment to have across yeah. uh, uh, the the other side uh, you know to compliment you in the wideout room. Uh, speaking of DeAndre Hopkins, there is a uh, review going on right now as to whether or not he caught a ball. I believe the review is going to say yes. That is one of those sort of like, did Des Bryant or uh, <laughs> Calvin Johnson, did they catch it type plays? No way. That's a catch. A couple of years ago, this year they call it a catch. All right, the Rams, that quick, boom, lickety split. They are into Saints territory. We'll update that and give you another fantasy ticker coming up next, Red Zone Radio, Fox Sports Radio. Well, again, this is why you invest in a kicker. 34-yard touchdown run, Melvin Gordon, and the Chargers take the 12-7 to lead. But because their kicker can't make extra points, hey, what the hey, let's go for two. That doesn't work either. And now all of a sudden, you're playing six against seven, uh, but the Chargers do indeed have the lead, Rich, 12-7. to And the, yeah. the Rams answer the Saints with ease. Todd Gurley, who's a gumball machine in fantasy football, stick a quarter in it, and it will give you the candy. 7-7. Saints and Rams barely started this game. Both teams have a touchdown. Here come Drew Brees and company. See if they can do it again. Yeah, and I believe they will. I, I just I think that's what this game's going to look like. I, I was waiting to see what it what it started at, and I think at very least until halftime, this is going to be the track meet we were all salivating for. Yes. As uh, I think this has plenty of fantasy football implications all over it. I certainly have Drew Brees on my fantasy football team right now, three for three, twenty nine yards, and I, I, I imagine there's a lot of girly owners and Kamara owners and Michael Thomas owners. And, and the list goes on. Uh, so this should be a high-scoring game. I, I, I can't imagine it going any other way. whole lot of fun. All right, so 7-7, seven, seven, five and a half to go first quarter. Drew Brees and company already uh, nearing midfield on their next drive. Told you about the Chargers. And meantime, the Texans continue to lead the Broncos 7-3. But all of you fantasy owners out there, especially if you're stuck away from all of your electronics right now, let's get you up to date. Fantasy ticker number two. <laughs> Time for the Fox Sports Fantasy Ticker. Now we're going to start with what was probably the top fantasy hookup of the day because it was so nice. They did it twice. 
Atlanta Falcons in Washington, quarterback to running back. Ryan on the drop, flips it out in the flat. Coleman in stride, right side, touchdown. Wow. Third touchdown pass of the day for Matt Ryan, and that one was the easiest. That one from the Falcons radio network, and on the day, Tevin Coleman, 13 carries, 88 yards, five catches, 68 yards, two touchdowns. Matt Ryan, 350 through the air, four touchdowns and a pick. Wow, and the Chiefs get to go home with a win at Cleveland, and Mahomes went off. Mahomes will throw, retreating, steps up, fires it for the end zone. Kelsey, great catch, touchdown! Kansas City, second of the day for Cleveland Heights High School and Travis Kelsey. Kansas City! I love that guy's voice. Chiefs Radio Network there on the call. And yeah, Mahomes is just ridiculous. Two rushes, by the way, for 18 yards, but that's not the story. 23 of 32 passing, 375 through the air, three touchdowns and a pick. By the way, that's his eighth straight game throwing over 300 yards this season. Unbelievable. All right, you know this with the Buccaneers. They usually lose, but they usually have fun in the process. Fourth and goal. (laughs) Play action, fake pass on the right side, caught ball, and O.J. Howard's got another Buccaneer touchdown. O.J. Howard with Keekley chasing, and Keekley could not get up with him. The Buccaneers ready on that work, and Ryan Fitzpatrick <laughs> with another good day fantasy-wise. 243 through the air, four tugs. He had a couple of picks as well, 23 yards rushing, and then O.J. Howard only had four catches, but two of them hit the paint. 53 yards there, up over 21 fantasy points as well. (laughs) Love it. I love it. And by the way, what was the B-I-G reason the Chiefs got that win in Cleveland? Well, in the the words of a late great, it was all Kareem. Handoff, right side sweep. Kareem Hunt inside the five, breaking tackles. Near front pylon, count it up. Touchdown, Kansas City. Yeah, you almost have to use your hands and your feet to count up all the touchdowns. It was one through the air, a reception of 50 yards for a touchdown for Kareem Hunt. Also, two on the ground, getting it done there. 17 rushes, 91 yards. I remind you, there's only one football in these Chiefs games, but everybody seems to score a lot of touchdowns. (laughs) Yes, they do. Kareem Hunt, number one fantasy player on the board for the entire day. But... Uh, That doesn't mean it would be bad to have number two. Third down, McCaffrey hit right away. Second effort. Did he get in? Looks like it. Yes, he did. Touchdown. Christian McCaffrey on the day. 17 carries, 79 yards, two touchdowns, five catches, 78 more yards. That courtesy Panthers Radio Network. Let's take a visit to the Falcons Radio Network where it's week nine and we've had our first Julio Jones sighting in the painted grass. Ryan fakes the toss, flips it on the screen. Here's Julio. Jones is open. Down the far sideline and will score. Oh, my heavens. There you go, Atlanta. Julio's in the end zone. Stop the clocks. (laughs) The counts. I thought Um, thought it was set back the clocks. Yeah, that's what today was, wasn't it? Fall, fall back, yeah, spring, spring forward. Something, whatever. Oh, gosh. Well, either way, he went for over 100 yards as usual. I feel like that's every week with Julio Jones. He was Jonesing for a touchdown and got one on the day. He was targeted 10 times. He reeled in seven of them. Uh, finally, finally, after nine weeks, he found the end zone. Good for him. Well, you know what? I, uh, I love doing this and uh, love the fantasy ticker. You guys didn't need to use that play. I mean, that was rubbing it in, I thought. 
What happened? Tell me, tell me what's, what's, tell me what's wrong. The guy I'm playing Hello, has Matt Ryan. Oh, boy. And Julio Jones. <laughs> oh, boy. So I didn't, yeah. I didn't need that play. Take that for that. I mean, the freaking game was already decided. What the hell? Mm. Just r- rubbing it in? They're just padding your stats? What was I the mean, point of that whole thing? Seriously. I, I, no, that was I lame. That was lame. I'm not afraid will, to say it. That was that was lame. Just do what just do what they tell me to do. Don't drink that poison. It's not your fault, but sometimes I mean, sometimes you gotta kill the messenger. I I mean, yeah, I was just said, look, they they gave me a list and you know, here it says it's you know, Julio Jones and, oh, oh, but, and so that's I mean, what I read. But you didn't that's have I did. to. I mean, it's your it voice that goes into the microphone. Yeah. You didn't have to do that. I was just doing my job, man. <laughs> anyway. All right. Uh, the, <laughs> the, the, Saints, the Saints are threatening again. Red zone right now against the Rams, although uh, a running play there is going to lose about four yards courtesy of Aaron Donald, who is just the best football player who's ever been known to uh, mankind and creation. So it'll be second and long coming up for the Saints. Um, and – for the second consecutive drive, the Seahawks are going to go three and out. So even though the Seahawks went down opening drive, they get a touchdown. The Chargers have quickly grabbed momentum right back in Seattle, lead 12-7, to have the ball back, and you know how big momentum is when you're the road team in Seattle to calm that crowd down. Yeah, there's no question about that. Uh, I think that will be also a high-scoring game as it's turning out. I mean, you're looking at the Saints, you're looking at the Rams, you're looking at the Chargers, you're looking at the Seahawks. The Seahawks finally found their offensive rhythm. And so this should be a big uh, afternoon as far as points scored. Back to Aaron Donald for a second. Dante Fowler, uh, once upon a time, was a third overall pick with the Jacksonville Jaguars. He joins that defensive line with Sue and Donald. And you're looking at Donald and you say, well, he's got 10 sacks already on this season is he going to be happy with another pass rusher in there the truth is yes of course because now he's got that bracketing uh defensive presence on the outside it's going to push these quarterbacks up on into the pocket and i bet you this guy ends up being the defensive player of the year because of that acquisition he's off to a great start the rams defense is off to a great start yeah although not today because as we were talking about oh no you just can't (laughs) you just can't stop this group in this stadium that's my opinion in today's nfl drew Brees. To Alvin Kamara, 21 yards. Kamara's second touchdown of the game already. We are not even done with the first quarter, and it is 14-7. There have been three drives in the game. All of them have ended with touchdowns. Kamara's got two. Todd Gurley's got one. Buckle up for a good afternoon coming up in this game. Uh, Rich, great stuff as always. We'll do it again next week. Week 9 in the National Football League continues on Fox Sports Radio next. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. 
Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Ann Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Now playing only in theaters. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club.